Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined with my two completely stuffed co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it's none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. You don't speak for me because I'm actually starving right now. Really? Yeah. You ready for round three or four? I There was only one round for me, and I was like... I was so hungry at that point in time, and I had so many high noons yesterday for the tailgate that I, when I got to my final destination, I had snacked so hard that when dinner came around, I was like, meh, you know? So my plate was one helping, and um, I just wanted to, like, lay and... Just nap? Just fall into the oblivion? Yeah. I was able to muster up the courage to have a little bit of a Rice Krispie treat. Really? No pie? We actually didn't have any pie yesterday. No pie? No pie yesterday. I oh. like pie, though. It behind the computer, as always, broasting his own bird. It's Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. <laughs> What's going on? How do you come up with these? I just, it's just what I have to do. That's my sole purpose here is to figure <laughs> out different ways to say that you're jerking off. How's your Thanksgiving, Uncle Sam? It costs him sleep at night. Terrific. <laughs> Trying to figure terrific. out how to introduce terrific. it. What made it so terrific? Huh? Good food. Good food. What'd you put down? Good food. Any any high points, low points, peaks, pits? Uh high points, dinner. Dinner was amazing. Well, what about the dinner? My my wife point? over overdid as usual. Yeah. What was the best her, thing you uh, put in your mouth? I would be honest with you, dude. Her turkey was fucking amazing this year. What I'm but uh my Kielbasa was oh, outstanding. I did it, it differently this year. Can you guys bring me some Normally food? Normally, I, I put it in the oven. This year, I fried it. It was fucking incredible. You fried your kielbasa? Fried like in a pan? I fried my kielbasa in a pan with Verner's. There we go. And I'm telling you... Isn't that what you said? It's, it's the do? same no, concept. You should bake it with the... Meatballs are the same oh, way. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know how to make meatballs or not, but... Every time I make meatballs, I fry them. I do not bake meatballs. Baking changes the flavor. It changes the texture. So I fry everything. Fabulous. Same fucking way. I prefer... Same way with the kielbasa. I prefer everything out of a pan as opposed to an oven Agreed. as well. Agreed. If it's out of a pan, yeah. it's going to taste better. Out of, the, out of the pan, it keeps all the flavor. It keeps everything. If you bake anything, you put it in the oven and bake it, it loses it. So outside of the Rice Krispie treat and the high noons, my wife made fucking cheesecake. It was blueberry cheesecake. It was fucking amazing. How many? Did you, how many slices? Ah, uh, one big Just one. One, one big. Did you one. take a quarter of the fucking baking. No, pan? I wasn't part of the baking pan. But my God, was it fucking good? How quickly after you finished the cheesecake were you out? I was out actually before that. Yeah. Well, because we took like a fucking hour in between dinner and the cheese. And that was the hour, hour and a half. Was, did you that, go back after dessert for more? No, I did not. You didn't. No, I did not. Because you never I, I was dinner. I was literally fucking full, dude. I, I couldn't move. Sarah had three me, brownies. I like to test stuff while we're cooking. Three whole brownies. Shout out to Sarah. Yeah. See, I'm the one who's underneath the foil. Grabbing the bits. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the turkey, yeah. 100%. like the turkey. I took the turkey out of the oven. Yeah. And we put it on the counter and we wrapped it in tin foil. Just so it yeah, you got to let it sit for a minute. Yeah. And uh, 
I got greedy and I wanted to try it before yeah. we did that. Yes, yeah, so you're picking. You can eat some bits while the bird is resting. Yeah. Yes. That's kosher. And and, and kosher. it was amazing. And then you know the the juice. I dipped the meat. Kielbasa the meat. I ate before I fucking dinner even started. Before, that was the moose bouche. And the ham. You know, of course, I had to get my horseradish and beet mixture for the ham. For the oh, ham. Like oh. I said, that sounds really good. It is good. It's fucking amazing, it's dude. Good. That's old Pollock shit right there. Horseradish and beast? On ham. Uh, that sounds Beat really good. horseradish together. Does it look red? The yes. Sauce? Yeah. I'm, I'm you, all in on you that. you shit out red this morning? No. The no, beats, I did not. The beets always give yeah, me no, a worry because it looks like you're yeah. shitting blood beets for a minute. Beets exclusively I, I, make my, I pink, love my poop pink. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I love two it. things that I love. One is horseradish. Love horseradish. The other one is sauerkraut. I love fucking did you sauerkraut. Do I yesterday. must be German. In a different life, because to me, that's the shit. Did you do capusta yesterday? Yes. You did? Yes. How is there any capusta here that I could try? No. Sauerkraut so this is the problem. That's what the sauerkraut is in. I don't have enough refrigerator space to bring all the leftovers. Classic. So at some point, I, I have two go. fridges, so I didn't have that issue. See, I got the turkey brining in the fridge in Correct. the garage, and I'd take everything out to fit the, the pot in there. So I got to go to my mother's, get all of that, and bring it here at some point, because... They're leaving tomorrow, so I need to bring it all here. But there's an I have an entire tray of kapusta left, and it was fucking fabulous. Well, outside of dessert, what? the Rice Krispies, what was the best thing you put in your mouth? Oh, wow. Um, it's going to sound I so I want to know what's the best. We're not good at the white people mouth. food where I come from. Okay. The turkey was better than it normally was. It sounds like you guys ate great turkey. I want to try everyone's food. I great would love turkey. to try that. Yeah. Um. My mom made this aperitif, this hors d'oeuvre that was, it was just cream cheese, ham, and scallion, on green green onions. Oh, yeah. And we had Ritz crackers with those. Those were outstanding. I hate to cite a, 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 a hors d'oeuvre as something that was. No, it counts. That stood out. No, my wife, she makes a, uh, she makes a dip that's made of cream cheese, pimento. Sold. And I'll all take kinds two. Of shit that's fucking amazing. Don't even that. care what the shit is. But you eat it cold. Yeah. The dips. With the chip. Listen to me. The yeah. dips are one of the most underrated parts. If you got good yeah. dips going, yeah. the problem is you need like dip hour and then you need an hour off. Mm -hmm. Because if you go straight well, see, dip we, into food, we dip you're fucked. Between... We don't do breakfast. Right. No, there's so no what breakfast. What we did was we dipped no as we were cooking. So we're hammering crackers and, and little pieces of bread. I hear you. Little medallions that she puts in the oven. Yeah. And, and we're hammering. Posties. And she makes a really uh, an outstanding spinach dip. Oh, yeah. With the artichoke arts. The best. And and motherfucker. And it's it's so creamy. It's almost like a fucking soup. We're going to so need to creamy. clip that. It's huh? so creamy. Motherfucker, it's so creamy. Motherfucker, it's so creamy. <laughs> Bruce, what did you eat yesterday? Just some turkey. Some sausage. Uh, Peg made the turkey? No, she heated it up. It was catered. She catered it. Oh, they remember? catered it. That's but yeah, right. she heats it up. How was it? It was actually pretty good. Not bad, eh? No, yeah, it was pretty good. Good. The stuffing was actually pretty good. How many? White uh, meat or dark meat, Bruce? White. 
Okay. How many? No ham. I was pissed off. Oh, I, there's see the ham. I, the I ham. love. I don't. No, I, I love. Ham. I love the I, ham. You, you want to know what the, the killer part is? I bought a fucking goddamn five pound ham and Nobody I ate the motherfucker it. by myself. Yeah. My mother did the same yeah. thing. Uh, I didn't win ham. That's fuck out of here. I'm starving right now. It's a bad. I'm starving right now, and I'm gonna go back and eat. And the first thing I'm gonna go for is the ham when I go back. I have an entire. Nothing's better than pork. Remember that. I do love pork. Nothing is better than pork. Bruce thoroughly enjoys his own pork. Tipped swine. My own pork. Yeah, Bruce loves playing with his own pork. Um, <laughs> All right, who's on here? Who's on? Uh, so far, President Baker's reporting for duty. Who? President Baker. What'd you have for, uh, did you get the two for 20, Leon? Oh, wow. Did you Wait. get that two for 20? What was her name? Boston Market. Girl. Diamond. Precious. Oh, it wasn't her. No, what was her name? Tiffany. Tiffany. Remember Tiffany? <laughs> Tiffany wants to know if he got the two for he 20. Told everybody he was going to do. What? That he got a couple birds running around in his backyard. and he was. Yeah, you said you were going to go out in the woods tomorrow and kill it with I your said, bare I hand. want to, man. You know what? My wife said I ain't cleaning that shit. That's why I didn't. Yeah, she have to pluck all the feathers. She's the one that's plucking it, not me. Yeah, yeah if he chokes it out. She I'll kill it. <laughs> I'll choke it out and kill it. But she's got to clean it, and she didn't want to. That's why. Okay. Smart ass. Next time, I'll just fucking kill one and throw it on the hood of your car. Well, not this car. Yeah, you can't. Nobody can. Nobody can defile the Buick. Whatever. I actually have a nice vehicle now. Yeah. Did you tell Mike that he got a <laughs> that he got a new car? I did not. I did not. We have no. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was all about. I didn't want any uh, no bad vibes. Yet. Any agita? Exactly. Some all right. Let's get into a little bit of football talk. Um, I had three brownies. Who's that, Sarah? That's that Zolo's Sarah. Little Sarah? That's Zolo's Sarah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? I no, also- I know a guy named Mike Livernoise. Any relation? I don't think no. so. I actually- Thought I'd check. I had three brownies yesterday. Elizabeth made brownies, but you top the brownie. Underneath on the bottom, you put a little bit of pecan pie filling- and then on top of the brownie, you coat it in pecan pie. Filling. She told me she was making that. I they were so fucking good. Yeah. Do you have any more of those? There's got to be. There was a shitload of them. I had that, and then dessert. I made my mom go get the Costco pumpkin pie because Costco is the best pumpkin pie ever. They have the best pumpkin pie. Okay. And it's the giant one for six bucks. And then she ordered some pecan pie from Texas, and they flew it here in the little chilled box, gold belly shit. It was. Fucking fantastic pecan pie. Fantastic. How was the bird and the ham? I know she goes. I didn't. The honey I didn't do the ham. She did the honey baked with the thick glaze and all How that was it? shit. I didn't touch the ham. What the fuck is wrong? Dude, with the you? Thanksgiving's you about the bird. Suck. I don't want to hear anymore. The bird was fantastic. I said though. if you're not gonna have any pork, I, I, I'm done. Talking. Well, did you? So do you gravy? You're gravy, right? What do you mean? You put gravy on your turkey? On my turkey? Yeah. I yes. But I put I put cranberry on my stuffing. Okay. See, I don't do gravy, but what I do is I make her take the baster and suck all the juice out of the pan. Okay. And give me a bowl of the butter juice. And okay. then I coat my turkey in That's the butter juice and then I, I throw like, a bunch of cranberry. I, I love mushroom it. gravy. See, I'm not not for my turkey. I don't yeah. like a thick gravy. Turkey, yes. I don't like a thick gravy for my turkey. I want just a, I want <laughs> I want microwave butter dumped on my turkey. Okay. 
Yeah, same. I treat yeah. my turkey like that lobster. That just says the diabetes shit, yes, all over the it. The shit at the bottom of the pan. Yeah. All it is is fucking Yeah, with the shards yeah. in there. Yeah. You get a little garlic. bit of herbs, a little yes. bit of parsley. Yeah, a little rosemary. Yeah. Uh, Leon said that he had turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and chocolate cake. Turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. <laughs> Who the fuck makes so, mac and cheese on... Uh, no, mac and cheese is for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thing. We had it, for the kids. it was the first time we had it yesterday, but we had it for the kids mainly. I've never had mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Neither have I at, until yesterday. At the first Thanksgiving at Elizabeth's grandma's, they had this uh, big old thing of mac and cheese with a buttery crushed Ritz, crap, Ritz cracker topping on top. Oh okay. my God, it was fabulous. Huh. Delicious. Interesting. Absolutely fucking fire. That's I like the chocolate cake um, reference. I um, to get hungry. Over I, I mean, I've never seen anybody <laughs> eat chocolate cake on Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Oh, that sounds, that good. sounds really I'll good. I'll take chocolate cake. I could go for a nice wet, nice moist had, chocolate cake. Have you ever right had now? KFC's chocolate cake? Yeah, it's it's, it's synthetic, but yeah. it's it's outstanding because yes. it's thick, it's moist, and it's yes. it's what I'm looking thick for. Exactly. It's thick and moist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's get into some news. So, uh, biggest piece of news of the morning comes out of Washington, D.C. Uh, Commander's head coach Ron Rivera relieved defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio and cornerbacks coach Brent Wieselmeyer of their duties this morning. Um, he is going to be the new play caller for the defense because Jack Del Rio was previously, and uh, he wished them all the best moving forward. So, they got a nice little uh, Thanksgiving gift there. Uh, they are no longer coaching. Um did everybody catch I when did they turn Thanksgiving into the John Madden Day? I think this was the first year with Let's the say, patches God, and the God Madden oh, field. Used to be the catalyst for all the Thanksgiving Day games. Him and Pat Summer all for fucking decades. All right. John John Madden is the one who brought the giant fucking turkey with the fucking yeah. eight legs. The turducken. The, tur the turducken. The Correct. fucking turducken. He started that. Um in fact, I think it was in Detroit with Jerry Ball. That one year that they did that. And um, he was a catalyst, dude. He loved Thanksgiving. He loved to eat. Uh, so the uh, the ratings came in for the halftime shows yesterday. Oh, God. And you guys were there, so I'm sure you can fill us in a little bit more. But officially, the Jack Harlow Detroit halftime show got the worst rating for a Thanksgiving halftime show in the history of th the Thanksgiving Day games. The absolute worst. I, I don't know who Jack Harlow is, but I, I have to say this because for some god-awful reason, I turned, you know, I was stepped away from cooking to look at that, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? It was god-awful. I don't know what it is. Don't ever do it again. Uh, I, I'm tired of that. I'd rather see the fucking marching bands in the halftimes than see the entertainment that they put out. That that's I'd rather see a band. Well, so real quick, first things first. I don't know what everyone else thinks of Jack Carlo. I can't stand. Not that I can't stand. I don't listen to his music, and I don't think it's that good. I don't know how he translates to Detroit and how he's worthy of coming up here. And Bruce made a great point that it was better than last year's. I was sick last year. I was told that BB Rexa put on one of the worst halftime shows ever last this year. This actually beat that out. 
So which is weird. Right? I didn't see Jack Harlow. I wasn't in my seat. I didn't want to waste my time, and I was also fucking livid at that point in time. <laughs> so I didn't want to be more livid. Everything I've seen has been on clips on social media, and it looked like he didn't want to be there more than I didn't want to be there at that point in time. So uh, I wasn't into it. I don't know how they can't always get that right. Whereas in Dallas, I mean, we're still talking about Creed 22 years ago. We're still talking about that 22 years later when the guy got in the bird costume when, with, uh, and he was flying around. Have you yeah. seen that before? Yes. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a cult classic now. And Dolly Parton had the world talking and had grown men's tongues out of their mouths. And we had Jack Harlow. I, I don't know what you're talking about and there. That was god-awful, too. She's 77 years old, I seen her, I'm old, like, dude. what fucking plastic thing is this out here? Jesus people, hey, people gobbled that like, shit up. Who the fuck would even look at and that, dude? They I was sank like, money. What am I looking at? I thought it was a transvestite. They sank money into the set design. They sank money into the set design. She yes. played good music. They the did the, the, the whole nine people nine were in their to seats. five. That wasn't good when it came out four years telling, ago. I, I don't it like was it. Fucking awful. I don't like her music. I don't give a shit about her music. But everyone down there did. People watching on TV loved it. I'm sure she got a really high rating. She did. She was, uh, I believe it was top 15 of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, My that's God. saying a lot. Yeah. My Lord. What's like I said, go back to the marching bands. I'm, I'm fucking sick of halftime entertainment. It's normally garbage. It's trash. The, it's nice. just a big waste of time. Fuck. Well, last year, BB Rexa was up by the, like, the standing room. You know what I'm talking about by that? By the I was sick last scene. year. I wasn't. Yeah, there. That's right. where she started. Did she work her Listen, way down? It ain't a concert. She just performed there. It's a fucking football game. Whatever. Food. We're not going to a concert. It's a fucking football game. If they're going to continue that. To watch from the screen. And then yesterday, Jack Harlow was by the tunnel facing five sections of the entire stadium. So you couldn't even see him. He wasn't even center field. Who cares? If they're going to continue, it was awful. Who gives a fuck? This has been an issue for years. So if they're going to continue to do it, if they're going to continue to do the halftime show, they they better get it right. They better make sure they do it right. Spend the money and get somebody that's relevant. Stop fucking around, man. Who the fuck is Jack Harlow? (laughs) Who the fuck is Jack Harlow? The only Harlow I know is Harlow Tyre and and fucking Wayne and Wix. I don't know who the fuck Jack Harlow is. Nobody my age wants to see him, and only people my age can even afford to go to these fucking games anymore. $500 a ticket. Are you fucking kidding me? Garbage. Um, mic drop. So they they asked players during the San Francisco-Seattle game what their favorite Thanksgiving side dish was. Okay. There were two that stuck out that caused a little bit of a stir from people. Okay. Bobby Wagner's favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Spaghetti. So you saw this already. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I, I love don't it. that's one of the worst answers you could give. But Fred Warner came out and said venison. Ooh. Another one. Ooh. In what world but it's not Fred Gertz's In he what from? world are you gonna eat deer? You, as re- your you, fucking you realize Fred Warner is Latino, no? Is yeah, he really? Understand that, correct? So they're eating deer in Mexico on fucking Thanksgiving. Fuck yeah, they do, dude. Listen, they eat anything on four legs in Mexico. That motherfucker's running her. Excuse me, it wasn't. It hold on, it. I was wrong. It wasn't Fred Warner. It was Dre Greenlaw. Venison. Okay, I love venison. And if it's done right. <laughs> Brock Purdy gave the most Brock Purdy answer he could. Turkey, cornbread. <laughs> okay, but. Dre Greenlaw with the venison pick and Bobby Wagner with spaghetti. Did you see people eating the fucking turkey? Bobby Wagner said he doesn't like turkey. 
Well, he said his favorite side dish yeah. is spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just sacrilege to me. So, actually, the George Kittle running off with the entire <laughs> turkey and just chucking pieces of it into the stands, <laughs> fabulous. And then the Cowboys probably had the best move of the day with the uh, – they put bags of turkey in the, the, the Salvation Army kettlebells in the end zones – and after at one point when the game was a blowout in the fourth quarter, they went into the thing after scoring the touchdown and were eating the turkey legs as they were running off the field. That's an iconic moment. That's okay. iconic. Loved it. How long do we think the turkey was sitting in there? It had to be. They put it in their pregame, so it had to be pure dog shit by then. I mean, yeah, it's probably been in. There I'll for eat it. Four Hold hours. on. I'll, if as long as there's still like congealed butter on it, I'll eat a cold there's, turkey yeah. leg. Same. I'll just pick. Yeah. I'll fucking bite. I'll yeah. bite right in. I, hey, let me tell you something. Turkey uh, dropped on the. Floor. By the way, speaking of turkey legs, when you're eating smoked turkey legs, the last thing you want to try to eat is a cold smoked turkey leg. You might as well eat your shoe. I, listen, I don't discriminate when it comes to the bird meat. I'll throw it down no matter what. I'm not throwing it down when it's cold. Give me a little salt. Okay. Should we get down to business now? Yeah. Okay. So, should we start in here, or should we? I think we should just get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So, the Detroit Lions hosted the Green Bay Packers in game one of the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day slate. Uh, Omar came in and said that they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Mexico. That's what I said. <laughs> so, Dre Green, or... Yeah, Dre Greenlaw. But they do eat beer. anything with four legs in Mexico. <laughs> Chipacabra. Green Bay came to Detroit for the first game of the Thanksgiving Day slate, and uh, it was ugly at first. Green Bay came out to a 23-6 lead at the half. Uh, the Lions made it interesting for a second, ultimately pissed this game away, in my opinion. Green Bay came out on top 29-22, and... Uh, Zolo has five things, I'm sure. Or ten. So obviously we're going to spend some time here. So do you want to give a thing and then we'll rehash it a little bit and yeah. then go from thing to thing? Yeah, we'll take intermissions in between things. All That's right. fine. Um, all, all of the thing is, all of the things are bad, as you can imagine. That's the worst performance I would say since the Dallas game last year in Dallas. Um, because there's, there's games that they've lost worse, like Baltimore this year, the Panthers game last year, but they were just out schemed. Um, thing number one is there's just very little good about yesterday and it was all around bad. It was there's I can't think of one position group on the Lions that outplayed the other team's position groups. I can't think of any matchup that they had an advantage on. So Lions offensive line mainly versus Packers D line, Lions corners versus Packers receivers. Packers receive uh, Packers corners outdid the Lions receivers in my opinion. I can't think of any redeeming quality from that game yesterday, and that's thing number one. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. You're fiending over there. I'm listening to, him. I'm listening to you. Oh, <laughs> that's that's probably the first game all year that you haven't had. There's not one good thing to report from yesterday. Yeah, not one. I know you think it's Baltimore. Like you, you, you thought the Baltimore that game was, was worse really than bad. Baltimore. This yesterday opinion. was way worse than Baltimore, in my Absolutely. opinion. Even though they were in it, because in Baltimore, Remember when the anticipation of them coming out 
and and having an opportunity to really pull away in their division. And it was so disappointing to see them not prepared. That was very, very important to me. It looked like to me there was no preparation on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I, I have on my f- fucking things, they were beat <laughs> in five the trenches the on both sides thing. of the ball. That is worrisome to me. You know, you think the offensive line is Hold as on. good as they are. They weren't, not. Beat, they weren't beat on both sides of the trench. Yes, they were. No, they were dominated on both sides. There you on go. Both sides Better the word. They Absolutely. were dominated. They were fucking handled on both sides of the lines. And that, to me, is the biggest concern coming out of this game is the offensive line is not as good as we thought it was. No, hold on. The defensive line, we already knew that was shit. All right. Hold on. Hold on what? Go. What's the second thing? We could debate till the end of time, similarly like we do with Brock Purdy. Which we'll do that today. you, You could have bad games. The offensive line clearly just had a bad game yesterday because they were more banged up when they played this team the first time and they dominated this team's defensive line. It was just flat. They just they were prepared. They didn't want to be there. The the Packers defense was prepared. The Lions offense was not. I don't think that's any indication on how bad their offensive line is because I still think when it's healthy, it's by far the best in football. I don't even think it's close. But they didn't want to be there yesterday. The only guy that kind of looked like he be there, wanted to be there on the offensive line was Penny Sewell. Taylor Decker got fucking bent over by Rashawn Gary, which is a good omen in my opinion because it's Michigan over Ohio State. But Taylor Decker was atrocious yesterday. Every single pressure that came in came from the left side of the line. Every time. That's the blind side. That's why he fumbled, got fumbled the first time. That's why he got beat pretty bad. I mean, on, he got pressured more than he's been pressured in his entire career yesterday. And when Jared Goff faces pressure, he is bad. Sees ghosts. He is bad. He sees ghosts. So if if that's your recipe going forward is we're going to beat the Lions by pressuring Jared Goff, two things need to happen. Number one, the Lions better be prepared for whatever outcome that yields. Number two, their offensive line needs to step it up. And they were bad yesterday. They were very bad. It's uncharacteristically bad. It's why I'm not worried about that group is because that was just uncharacteristic. They just were not ready to play yesterday. And that's why they lacked offensively. That's I think it all starts with the offensive line. I don't I, I mean the turnovers are bad. I would put the turnovers, I would put the Ben Johnson having his worst play calling game of the year. Agreed. I would put that all under the fact that the offensive line was bad yesterday. I think that's the biggest problem offensively. Go ahead, you're shaking your head. Beat all three phases of the game. They were beaten. A hundred percent. Period. A hundred percent. A lot of that and, and Dan Campbell cost them that game yesterday. Thing number two. I don't care what anybody says. Thing number two is that effort that they put in yesterday. Am I saying it's gonna be that way going forward? No. I'm fully expecting changes. But that effort that they put in yesterday will not beat any team left on their schedule. You will not win at New Orleans with that effort. I don't care how bad the Saints are. You will not win at Chicago a week after that. You probably won't beat Denver at home. You certainly won't beat Dallas and Dallas or, we'll or Minnesota. If they put a performance if, on like that. If that's if that's the effort 
that is given, like Uncle Sam said, they lost in all three phases yesterday. If that is the effort that you give in all three phases of the football going forward, you will go 0-6. Not even up for debate. Now, that is dramatic, and that is an overreaction, but that's two straight weeks of bad efforts, okay? I get this was on short rest. I get they, they're a little banged up right now on the offensive line, but you cannot put forth that effort. You cannot put forth that effort. And like Uncle Sam said— I think the effort part of it is being prepared. They were not fucking prepared. Was just going to say— this is, this is starting to happen more and more now. Was just going to say, that's, that's, that's on Dan Campbell, the preparation, making sure that the guy that's in charge of your defense, Aaron Glenn, has them ready to play. The guy that's in charge of your offensive line, Frank Hank Fraley, has his unit ready to play. And that your play caller, Ben Johnson, has, his guy, has a plan and has a scheme and has an identity of what they're going to do that week. That's on the head coach. That's on Dan Campbell to have his team ready to play. And if that's the effort you're going to give, and I totally, this team always gives effort. They've done it from day one of the Dan Campbell era. So I'm not worried about this. But if that's the effort that they are planning to give going forward, they're not going to win many games, if any games. That's thing number two. Do you have anything to say, Sam? Uh, the my biggest thing from yesterday was exactly what is thing number two. There was no, they didn't have any effort. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. You want to know what? But that's not this. This is why I don't think anybody should be panicking right now because what we saw yesterday is not this Lions team, right? This Lions team prides itself on the grit. It prides itself on the effort. It prides itself on being prepared and having more energy than the team that they're going up against. I think this is an isolated incident. And honest to God, the, if you're going to find a silver lining from this game, it's that the fact that they ended up playing like that this week and against Chicago last week, maybe they took them lightly, maybe they got a little high and mighty, this will be the come-to-God moment for them. Well, I just saw a post that said that they're, they're focusing on the playoffs, so they weren't worried about it. Who said that? Who's, where's the post from? Stupid Instagram. That's yeah, bullshit. Shit. Yeah. That's bullshit. They're not focusing Dan on the playoffs because they're not in the playoffs. Dan Campbell won't allow that. I don't think. I'm trying to go find it right now. And, and that's number one. I think this was actually a good thing because this will right the ship, right? It used to, it happens all the time with really good teams where they get their asshole punched by a fucking team that they should beat and it gets them back on track. My biggest thing from yesterday was I thought Dan Campbell was cocky. I thought Dan Campbell coached a cocky game and he got out coached by Matt LaFleur. That was my biggest thing. But I want to hear what number three is. So real real quick, I want to circle back on the on the 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 response. They've responded very well to all of their losses this year. Each loss was followed with a three game winning streak. And it's like Seattle. They were same drill. They were cocky and they were high and mighty going into that Seattle game. And they turned it around. And they righted it after that Seattle loss. They corrected what they needed to correct. And that's what you need. You need to get exposed from time to time. This is a young team. They're, they added Bruce Irvin a couple weeks ago, and he's the oldest player by five years. They're, they have one of the youngest average ages in the league. So they're learning and growing. And again, they're just a victim of their own success. Yes, 100%. So they're way ahead of where they need to be. And there's going to be some hiccups. And yesterday was loaded. Loaded oh, with hiccups. I don't think they had one offensive drive where they did not fuck up yesterday. The, the first drive. The, the fir first the drive. First drive. The, the first drive of the game. And after that, it just slowly went downhill. The other thing that I noticed is, and it's a, becoming a red flag, is 
right now this Lions team is a second half team. For some reason, they're not waking up. It was the same thing in Chicago last week. On both sides of the ball, they're not waking up till halftime. Mm -hmm. And that's a fucking issue. Because you're going to go play Dallas. You're going to go play Denver. And if you're down, here's the thing. If you're down by fucking two touchdowns at the half, you're, it's, you cannot be the team that they had here when Matt Stafford was here where every fucking game is going to come down to two minutes and they're starting to set that precedent right now. And I don't, that's another thing. I, I, I do think that's only a recent thing though. Yes. That's only in the last couple month. games this year. Yes. The last because they were dominant in the first half against the chargers. They just choked the defense just choked in 100%. the second half, but for sure. And you don't want Jared Goff playing from behind. No, we've had this conversation as a trio. There might be three or four quarterbacks in this league that I'm cool with playing from behind. Jared Goff is not one of them. them. Which leads me to thing number three. They're being over-reliant on Jared Goff right now, and they need to go back. This is the second week in a row. They need to go back to running the football. That is their identity. It's David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. It is not Jared Goff. Do I want to see Jared Goff play well and make the big throws? Yes. But yesterday, in short yardage situations, it was happening again. They were throwing the football instead of running it. There were multiple instances. Jared Goff threw the ball 44 times yesterday. Dude, you're bound to turn it over. I mean, the turnovers were bad, and the turnovers were on him. But you're bound to turn the ball over if you're throwing it that much. That's not their identity. Go back to what makes you great. I get it. I get your offensive line is banged up. But you can't tell me you couldn't go out and get two yards on third down on multiple occasions yesterday. You can't convince me. You cannot convince me. If you establish the run, everything else will fall into place. Yesterday, manhandled. They had no answer for Rashad Gary. They were getting fucking manhandled. You want to bring the mic closer? The thing is, Kenny Clark was manhandling him. Yeah, you're. Shaw Gary was man. You're kind of following. No, Quay Walker. No He's talking loud. Answer. Quay Walker. And you know what? I will say this: they were blitzing when they had to. They were blitzing corners. They were blitzing safeties. Something that Aaron Glenn very seldomly does. They did their homework. They realized if you put pressure on Goff, no matter where it comes, he's yeah. it's it's going to cause irreparable harm, and that's what happened. The part of this that I don't understand is Montgomery and Gibbs both averaged five yards per carry yesterday both well so, they did the week prior also right just keep so, fucking feeding what the fuck them are you doing keep feeding them well here's the thing the turnovers got them behind so quickly they were unable to stay with what they i believe they wanted to run the football here's they they just got far behind well, and had to start throwing this is where i'm gonna put this on ben johnson with those two running backs yeah you don't need to feel that you do not need to feel that. Yeah, Keep I running agree. the fucking ball. But the problem, the problem is when your defense is inept and isn't getting any kind of pressure, and, and even when they were getting pressure, they weren't getting home. This is a problem. This is a fucking problem going forward that they're going to have, and this is the reason why I, I think everybody needs to fucking wake up a little bit here and, and realize that this team is not that good. They're not that fucking good. We said from the beginning that they were playing way better than you need you need to wake up and re- understand play. something right now there's two things that win in this league and you say it all the time throwing the ball and rushing the passer this is what's going to win now in today's fucking rinky dink football this is what wins and and they're terrible at both of those they're terrible listen their fucking offense is inept if they can't do play action they're inept 
going no, back to the going back to the defensive line real quick. I haven't heard other than Aiden Hutchinson and Aleem McNeil's name. I haven't heard Josh Pascal's name. You know whose name I heard yesterday at Ford Field? Levi Anzarike. Yeah. That's a name I heard. He I, played yesterday. He played. The first time. In, and I wow. know Aleem's a little banged up, but I, other than those three guys, I didn't hear Charles Harris's name other than when he ran out of the tunnel. I didn't hear either of the Oquara's names. I didn't hear anything about John Comiskey. I, I didn't, didn't hear... even see Julian Aquara play. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Julian Aquara did not hit the statue yet. And, and Neither Pascal. Aquara hit the statue yesterday. Pascal had uh, two total tackles. Anzarike had a half a tackle. Yeah, I mean, I the tackle. That's that's it. It can't it can't all fall on Hutchinson and McNeil. It just it just can't. It just can't. And Aiden Hutchinson is dominating double teams. He's still yeah, getting the quarterbacks the on double you, teams. You drafted you drafted a linebacker in the top twenty. Okay, I don't hear the guy's fucking name. I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying anything, but I will say this: if you got a guy with his physical abilities, okay. He should be rushing the fucking passer just about every down. Yeah. And he's not. He's 6'5", 250. He's not slow. Why is he not rushing he's, the passer? He's not Why slow. Why the fuck is he dropping back into coverage? I'm tired of seeing it. Listen, if you're going to play this 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 New England Patriot, Ben, but don't break defense, you're going to fucking lose every game from here on out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to lose every fucking game from here on out. Again, the teams are only going to get better, not worse. Again, I think the issues defensively is they're just really lacking. They're just really lacking some talent, and what talent they do have is it's underdeveloped, and it's ready to. It's 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 not going to be ready this year. So you need veteran presence, and that's where the whole. I'm I'm officially on the other side of the fence, and I'm not going to come back on the trade deadline argument now because they really needed help at the deadline and they didn't do it like it's it's showing now and if you're over reliant on james houston then why the hell did you have him on special teams to get injured in week two why if, if he's a big part of your plans and your future why the hell did you have him out there on special teams if he's your your answer at pass rusher they're just not talented defensively which is fine this team's window is built really we, we knew they didn't do anything in the draft we knew that Outside your linebacker and, and Brian, Brian Branch. Branch, outside those two players, they did nothing. Yeah. Okay. Their their big addition defensively was C.J. Gardner Johnson, who hasn't played in, since week two, which is which is fine. You know, it is it is what it is. I would love to see, and his his presence is huge, and that's where you're blitzing the corner. Your other pressures comes in. That's what C.J. Gardner does best. C.J. Gardner Johnson What's good does about best. Having he plays in the box. If you remember, that they you were playing three three safeties at a time. Yeah, which you could play play Branch where he's yes. comfortable up on the line of scrimmage. Yes, yes, yes. When you got Brian Branch covering fucking slot receivers and covering fucking uh, guys coming downfield, that's not his strength. No, it's a that's disaster. Not his strength. It's a disaster. And C.J. Gardner Johnson can go out. He can bounce into coverage. You could put him in the in the box. He could right. rush he the can passer. Cover tight ends. He could stop he can the receivers. run. He's literally one of the best all around secondary players in football, and they're missing that because yeah. that's a re that's something that would bail out that right side of the defensive line is having him there that to have not, to be I'm not Downey Kirby Joseph at all. No, not at I'm all. Not, Tracy not, Walker. I'm not and not Tracy, Tracy Walker. Walker. They're either. both great players. They're both no. great players. They just don't do I, what Gardner I hate, Johnson does. I hate what they're doing. I hate what they're doing defensively. I don't like it. Uh it needs to be fixed because if you don't fix it, you're just gonna continue to do what you're fucking doing every week. You'll be lucky to win another game. 
You'll be lucky to win another game here. All right, see, but that's such a that's that's what, no 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 no. It's blatantly obvious. No, that's if they a, continue to do what drama. they're doing defensively, that's they drama. won't win another game that's this year. Drama. My it's not drama. My problem it's is fucking being honest. My problem is what they've done defensively has yielded them eight other wins. Yes. Yeah. You know what they? Uh, I wouldn't say that because I don't. I don't think. I don't think the. Uh, the eight other wins were because of the defense. The offense has been carrying the defense from fucking day one. You don't want your wins to have to be because of your defense. You want your no, wins to come want, from putting up stop. more points than the you other need, team. In this league, if you don't get yeah. stops at crucial times, you lose football. And that's, that's only something that's happened over the last three weeks. I'm just telling you, the, the not here's getting the stops the, at crucial times well, is a recent okay. thing. Okay, so you think their defense is good enough to stop Dallas? No, not not. You the think way they their defense yesterday. is good enough to stop? No, Denver. No, but yes. it's not. I, no, I, I don't think so. I, no, I I don't. I don't think it's good enough to stop Denver at the moment. But yeah. but the whole point is, if your offense is ticking and dominating the game by running the ball and Correct. taking time You're off the clock, clock up. You're and winning time of possession and keeping your defense off the field, You're keeping your defense, them fresh, and you're not turning the ball over. Your defense is much more likely to go out and get that stop. And they were doing that before. I'm not saying they were winning because of their defense. I'm saying that their defense was doing more than enough to win them games. Their offense was the reason they were winning games, though. I don't need their defense to win them games. I want Jared Goff to be putting up 30 to 40 points every week because that's well, Jared Goff win can't do that when he's fucking yes, got guys draped all over him this, every time he drops back. This is the thing. There's two games on this schedule. That if their defense comes out and lays a fucking egg, they're going to lose. I, 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 I don't agree with that. They're I think there's more than that. They're going to outscore You still have to play Minnesota twice. Bolt, Minnesota's okay, played a lot better. Listen to me. I, As of late, that's you could do shit. that all you fucking want. What, what, in what, in what realm did you think that Jordan Love was going to come in here and light up your defense? Because guess In what realm? Yesterday, yesterday, the other side of this coin is that the Packers played their best game of the year yesterday. Okay. Without question. They actually utilized their receivers. Jordan Love didn't make fucking stupid mistakes, and they did what they had to do to win, and their defense was fucking dominant. Can I, can I say something about Jordan Love and Justin sure. Fields? A month ago, I said for each of these guys coming out of their buys that their teams have to make major decisions on them and that they both need monster second halves of the year in order to keep their jobs, and it, it's happening with both of them. I think you're going to see Justin Fields tear up other teams going forward, and I think you're going to see Jordan Love tear up other teams going forward. It just so happens that both of those initial per – well, no, Jordan Love won two weeks ago, too, against the Chargers. He won last week. It just so happened that the Lions are, are victims to that. You guys are both right. I agree with you that that performance defensively I, – I, I don't think it's crazy. I think it could be corrected. So you're right about that. 100%. I think they can 100% be corrected. But like you said, if they come out like that going forward, I think they could lose all of those games yeah. easily. I think I think they have a disadvantage in all those games. But I think that everything – there's it's uncharacteristic. It becomes a pattern now when you're at three in a row and two of them are losses. That's got me going. New Orleans is a perfect recipe for them to write this. 100%. Perfect recipe. 100%. They're, they're lacking. They're down on a quarterback. That's going to be the Packers' game plan every game of the week, which leads me to thing number four. The Packers' game plan, which you and I talked about before the show, is we're going to attack these Lions' corners offensively. That's what their game plan was. You had – what's the one more time. Tell me the rookie tight end's name for the Packers. Kraft. Tucker Kraft, who's a rookie. 
Jaden Reed, who's a rookie, Christian Watson, who's the second year, and Romeo Dobbs, who's the second year, lighting up your Cam year. Sutton, your linebackers, your safeties, okay? And Jerry Jacobs was the biggest victim. I know he's only a second or third. I think he's a third-year player. Jerry Jacobs was the biggest victim yesterday. Their game plan was, we're going to make Jerry Jacobs stock Christian Watson. In my opinion— the Lions corners, not the secondary as a whole, but the Lions corners are the worst unit on the team. I know you might say the pass rushers. I think it's their I, cornerbacks. I, no, I think it's the pass rushers. I think it's the cornerbacks. I think the cornerbacks are I, last what, lackluster. What helps, what helps a weak secondary? Pass rushers. Pass rush. Pass rushers. But these, you, these guys have to fucking cover way too long. Yeah, there was parts in that game yesterday where Lo, Love actually had a good four seconds. Oh, hundred percent to throw the football. hundred percent. You give any quarterback that amount of time to throw the football, he's gonna find somebody. But you agreed with me off air before the show. Even when he didn't have time and he was scrambling, and even when it was only a couple seconds, yeah. his receivers were making plays. But it wasn't. It wasn't like these guys were totally out of position where they were getting fucking no. Torched from being out of position. They, they weren't. It wasn't that. They weren't, but there's ball skills that go into it. I mean, when was the last time they had an interception? I mean, did they have one last week? No. The last who time they had a, Who leads the, the team Chargers, in interception? The Chargers. Kirby Joseph. Should Kirby be, Joseph should, does right oh, now? Oh, no, no. It's Jerry Jacobs. It's Jerry, Jerry Jacobs. Jacobs but when was his last interception? Yeah, I get that. But what are you what are you gonna do at this point? What are you what are you gonna do at this that, point? I, I think you, this want, secondary, you want to jump in routes? I think this I think you need an elite pass rusher and you need an elite corner to really like this this defense will go. And it's it's not happening in the next three months. That's something that happens in your offseason. That's happened that's something that happens in the draft process. And I think going forward well, watch their defensive line. It's fucking disgusting. Watching these guys, they're not even getting up field. And when they're getting up field, they're fucking impotent. But their corners didn't make one play yesterday. That, dude, they the didn't make a play. The defensive line, if you watched them yesterday, even if they would get that push on the edge, dude, the inside guys they wouldn't are on close. the fucking line. You're right. They wouldn't, they wouldn't they're close. They're not getting anywhere. Bruce has a question. Who the fuck is Isaiah Bugs? I mean, just in general, they have no interior pressure outside of outside of a lean. No, McNeil. he's got a good. He's got a good point. Where is he? Where the fuck is Bugs at? He, he practiced all week, and yeah. now he's not good enough. How about this one? You drafted Broderick Martin in the third round, a, a pick that everyone thought that you reached on. Where's I, he at? He's been inactive most weeks. He was and who's number ninety now? Who's this? That's the practice this squad guy. Slob they're putting out there now. Who is this? <laughs> huh? That tough of shit they're putting out there to kink it off the line of scrimmage? What the fuck? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? I can't I can't fucking stand watching it. I almost fucking puked in my garbage can yesterday watching the garbage they're putting on the field. Look. Fuck that. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. That offensive line is not top five, and I'm, I don't give a fuck brother, what anybody wow. says. Brother, it is. They're wow. not top five. They're wow. fucking maybe top ten. At best right now, even with the injuries, without the injuries, I don't want to fucking hear it because there's other teams that have less talented offensive lines that look fucking better. What about Green Bay? Their best offensive lineman ain't even on the field. And how many corner? How many turnovers did Green Bay's quarterback have over the last two weeks? Did they have six turnovers? Were you? Referring? I don't know. Don't care. Don't give a fuck. I care about what fucking happened yesterday. I don't give a fuck what they're doing. I, I'm. I, you can't. There's no world where the Lions don't have a top three offensive line. They don't. Rate. They don't. Look you, at you're it, dude. Pi you're picking Look on him. You're picking on him for last two games. Last week he was under fucking duress. Last week he could do nothing. Last you're, you're, you're picking this on week, him for two same games. Thing. You're picking same on him for two games. Thing. Are you gonna tell me one guy being out 
is the reason. And for you're going to tell me two weeks of bad play is the reason that they're the worst? Cause, yeah. Because the week yeah, before, fucking bad. Because right the now, week dude. before against the Chargers, against Boza <laughs> and Khalil Mack, guess how right. many pressures? Who guess how many times Goff was on right, the ground? In your opinion? Zero okay. times. Okay. And what happened? And what's been going on the last two weeks? Last Explain two weeks is bad. Last two weeks is bad and uncharacteristic. It it's the worst performance. Peter Decker got since, fucking absolutely molested. Since yet. Pinay Sewell has been here, and, I, and Pinay Sewell is not the problem, but since Pinay Sewell has hey, been here. You know what? I don't want to hear about him either because he had fucking three fucking penalties the week before. He's the highest that rated cost offensive him a lineman game. in the league. That, that, bah, bah. I don't believe in analytics. I don't believe in anything. That, yes, I believe in what I look at and what I see. They're dog shit. Dan Kids wants to go outside with you. Dan wants to go outside with you right now. He wants to fight who? you. Dan? Dan who? We told you Dan is Harrier Nikki. He's Lebanese Nikki, but Harrier. I don't Harrier. give a fuck. You want to step outside, I'll beat your ass. I don't care. <laughs> Motherfucker. What do you think you're talking to? One of these kids? <laughs> Fucking wreck you. Bite your nose off. Go ahead. You're going to bite his ear off? Uh, wow. Go ahead. I don't have any. Go ahead. Speak what I'm saying. Listen. You know, Why do you want right. me? To, no, you're not. Guys, no, I'm right. You're not. Wake up. Listen, you're not wake right up. You're not right about right. Hold on. This is this is where you're this is where you're off. It's Go not, ahead. They, I, Penny Sewell is far and wide. <laughs> you, you can sit here and do this all yeah, you want. It's what it is. But he's far and wide the highest graded <laughs> offensive lineman in the league. Okay. By. By a lot. He was very average yesterday. But again, you you know, this is what this is what makes you so difficult to deal with because you're just it's the whole fucking world is falling down every time something happens. Hold on. Right? Dan Dan said he's gonna shave Uncle Sam's beard off yeah, with his okay. own teeth. He couldn't shave my nut bag. Go ahead. Okay. So you go on you go on this this world. <laughs> The world burning situation. It's not a. World it's not burning. a world burning situation. Yes, I'm just being honest. Yes, I'm being that's honest. Great. You're honest. They're not going to win anything if they don't fix their issues. Dan Campbell. Yes, but once again regressing. Now he's oh, giving see, ball games this away. Is, no, but see, this is where you lose everybody. This is where you lose it because it's not. So Dan, not, Cam you Dan Campbell didn't cost him that the, game yesterday. Dan Campbell 100% cost him that game. But Thank for you to sit here and say that they're regressing when he cost them three or four games he last was year. was regressing. Right. But he Damn. cost them three or four games last year. He hasn't done that. He cost them one game. All right. How many? If your coaching staff Listen, costs when you're, you one When your guys game, are unprepared to play, ugh, and this is what, ugh. the third time? The third time this year? That they've been yes, unprepared to play again. <laughs> so are the Dolphins. That's Am I wrong? So are the There's been one team. Am I wrong there's or no? no? There's, there's no one perfect. That's, team. that's the gist. Is in this league, it's so unpredictable every I week. Can't. If it was predictable, we would all be Football millionaires really betting on it. Now. There's one. There's one team that has only had one week where they weren't prepared this year. One, and that's Philadelphia. Outside of Philadelphia, every single team in the league comes in and for two or three weeks a year is completely unprepared. That's it. Like, so all this, this fucking hysteria from this side of the desk, per usual. Hysteria. Okay. Can't handle, can't handle think, honesty from Uncle Sam. That's all. Everything oh, is bad. That's the problem. You think everything is bad and everything is unfixable and everything. We're replacing you for Uncle Dave. Leon, Leon, Leon wants, Leon wants <laughs> to replace Bring your Uncle Dave. Dave on here and I'll quit. Anyways. Tip cigars with Did Dave Did we get through all five things? Well, there's there's one more thing, but I'm I'm lowering the, the expectation. It's, it's, it's minimal. I'm panicking. 
I think panic is very, very fine. Uncle Sam is clearly panicking. He thinks they're going to go Not panicking. I'm being honest with what I see. I yes, but think... that's the panic. You're no, honestly, Yes, it is. No, because it's you, not. You're sitting here saying they're not going to win a game the rest they, of the year. They sat that's on her hand. Panic. They sat on her hand. That's called panic. Instead of fucking doing what they should have done. Thing number five. That's why you're where you're at. <laughs> Thing number five. I think panic is more than fine right now after the last two weeks. I also think a lot of these problems are correctable. And I'm looking it's, – it's something that this Lions team has done very well under Dan Campbell is they've gone back, especially this year, they've corrected a lot of these wrongs. They told you what was wrong against Seattle. They corrected it. They won three in a row. They told you what was wrong against Baltimore. They corrected it, and they won three in a row. I'm looking for them to correct it, and I'm looking for them to right the ship against the Saints at the Superdome, and if they don't, now you're talking issues if they don't correct a good amount of these. If, but I'm I'm thinking they're going to correct it. If they lose to the Saints in New Orleans, it's, which I'm putting a less than .01% chance that, that, that that happens. I think they're going to come in and Kamara's going to have a very nice game. And outside of that, the Saints are going to look like dog shit and the Lions win out of there. With they a, don't capitalize on With a 14-17 to 17 point win. Okay, That's what should happen in New Orleans next week. If that doesn't... Then I will panic. Until then, big red I am not fucking worried about this. Not, I am not worried one bit. Because this is not the team that fucks around like this in full. Yes, yes. They are not that team. So I am worried, but if this is the Lions team that we think it is, which I have been harping on all year, and I do think this is that Lions team, then this is going to get corrected, a lot of this stuff. And they're going to – I tell you on paper, there's a chance that they lose these six games. If I see the corrections that I'm looking for, I think there's a chance they win at least four of the next six games if I see those corrections. But i got to see them. I haven't seen them through the first two weeks. I'm with you. Um, one other thing that I – because before this week, I thought that – the Lions were the third best team in the NFC, right? I had Philadelphia and San Francisco above them. I am definitively ready to say now that I think they have dropped the spot because we're tied with San Fran now. Well, we're going to move on to the second game. San Francisco is a better team than Detroit. But we're going to move on to the second game. More complete. Washington went into Dallas, and Dallas did some asshole punching yesterday. Dallas comes out on top in this divisional game, wins 45-10 to 10 with 25 fourth-quarter points out of Dallas. Um, This game, to me, the, Dallas keeps putting exclamation marks on these shitty teams, right? And that's what we should be expecting from the Lions, right? The Lions should be putting the exclamation marks on Chicago. They should be putting exclamation marks on Green Bay, and they're not. They can't. Dallas is. I mean, yeah, I I think the Cowboys look like at at the moment, and I beaters. and I know they're playing inferior opponents. I know they are, but at the moment, I think they look like the best team in the NFC. I think I, you, agree. I think you can easily make a case for Dak as an MVP candidate. Do I think that holds up? Hell no. But I think you can easily make a case for. I'm I'm winning the league right now. That, I'm winning our fantasy do it league because of Dak. A, a Philadelphia something like he's going to get a shot. If in he two can weeks. do it, then then I'll I'll buy it. He's he's going to get a shot, and I agree with you. Right. I want to see it against better teams, and they play some good teams. He gets to play the Lions. Every time he plays a really good team, they lose, and that that that's because he's at his peak. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, Dak was 22 at 32 for 331 yards and four touchdowns yesterday. Anybody um, could do that against that Washington secondary. They were and, off. And everyone game. ate, too, which I think is key. Oh, yeah. Brendan Cooks had a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb had a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Tolbert had 50 yards received. Yeah. Ferguson had 35 yards. Uh, he spread the ball around really, really well. And this, we keep seeing this, keep seeing this from Dallas, that their ability to completely spread the ball around with everybody who's re- all the receivers so funny has Asshole. just been fabulous tony pollard had a Laughing decent game comments. too 13 to 79 and a touchdown on the ground uh and then through the air he had six receptions for 24 yards as far as the commanders go i i just i don't know what's going on man the defense was awful obviously del rio lost his job this morning as did the db coach um, but the whole th- this team just hits the red zone and then they don't know what to do. They got two. They got rid of their two best players on defense, didn't they? They were bad before you, that. You could make an argument. I mean, they're they're they were in, bad here, before interior that. between Deron Payne and uh, who's the other Allen? Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. I mean, those two guys are legitimate interior defensive linemen. Oh, it's obviously got rid of their two best pass rushers. I mean, come on. Dude. They won a game without those two guys, though. That's true. Well, they had sweat most of the year. No, I mean, I mean, what after their the tra- was their best passer? after the trade deadline, they've they've won a game. They've won yeah, at least one won game. A game since that. I, I don't. I think there's bigger issues right now with them. That offense should the be scoring. Staffs lost them. That offense should be scoring more than ten points. I'm. Yeah. Sh- I called it on Wednesday. I'm just not sure how Ron Rivera got to keep his job after yesterday. No idea. You, you talk about something? unprepared. Oh yeah, I think that this ownership made a deal with the devil and they're not they're not gonna let Ron Rivera I think this is Ron Rivera's team for now and I don't think no matter how bad it gets this year that Ron Rivera will lose his job. I think it's going to be they're gonna give him next year to try and get this thing figured out because outside of that I can't understand. I don't I don't they have draft I think, assets. I think you're wrong. I think he's they, the next one to go. They have draft assets and cap space. If they were going to do it this would have been the time to do it. You're on national TV in well, Dallas well, in a no. divisional game. The thing is you have you have Bienemy who's been a coaching candidate for 3 years. You have him. You Correct. could promote him. You could give him the trial run right now to see what he's like it. as a head coach and they haven't done it. So I don't I don't see it. I think I think this is Ron Rivera's show. And I think they, they love Sam Howell, obviously. Wait, you agreed with him off the air. You said that they, they that they probably made a deal. No, no, you said the opposite. You said they have a deal with him to fire him down the road. I, 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 I got a exists. feeling that they're, they just basically, they're going to part ways at the end of the year. But I, I don't know. Dude. I Why don't, not do it like now, the Belichick though. thing. They're in it. Why not do it right now? And, 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 and if it doesn't work, I, I it doesn't work. I don't think they're in it. At this point, I don't think they're in it. I, I don't think they're good enough to be in it, no. but they're they are they're not far from the wild card spot. They're four and eight now. They're four and eight now. They're done. Five hundred gets you in. Nine yeah. and eight. Nine and eight gets you in. But I I don't think they're better than than Atlanta. I don't think they're better than Tampa at this point. That's the thing. That NFC yeah. the NFC South situation. It's making things look bleak for Correct. them because they're all going to beat each other up still towards the end of the year. Um. But it's just this Washington offense, they look good at times. I mean, uh, Sam Howell had 300 yards passing yesterday. I didn't, I didn't think he looked bad yesterday. I mean, but they just moving can't... around good. I mean, he was getting fucking hammered. Yeah, he was. He was getting fucking hammered. The, and you know what? The, the only, offensive line the only thing quarterback is a I seen get hammered worse than him yesterday was fucking uh, uh, Geno Smith. My man got ass punched yesterday. You want to jump there? 
Sure. Are we done talking about Dallas and Washington? What are you going to talk about? I don't think there's anything to talk about. We, I mean, we covered it. I think the Cowboys look fuck. good, and I think they're. I think that if they, the difference between this Cowboys team and the ones that have choked in years past is this one's flying under the radar. Yeah. Because the Eagles are so good, and maybe with less pressure, they won't choke away in the playoffs. Who I, knows? I think but their defense, their defense is for real, especially now with Dante Fowler coming. Their up, offense is coming, for real coming too. on and. And they're fucking, they're devastating. We can move on. Well, Angie brought some, just before we move on, Angie brought some up in the uh, in the chat. Why would they fire Jack Del Rio? The defense was their only good thing for years, and now they trade away their best pieces, and it's his fault they're bad. Yet, Jack Del Rio was the scapegoat for this. 100%. I think so. Absolutely. 1,000%. They Absolutely. literally traded away two pieces that are, are very close to probably generational talent, and then... Their defense stops performing at the level it was, and they fire him. At the end of the day, he got 45 hung up on him yesterday. So I, I want to say Montez Sweat was a second-round pick. I, I want to say he was a, yes. either a late first or a second. And then fucking Chase Young was the second overall pick. And you take those two where you finally got the one guy healthy and you ship him out. Montez, you don't want to pay him. Montez Sweat was the end of the first round. Yeah, he's yeah that's what I thought. Pick. Hello. So yeah, you trade away two first, oh, round, fuck, two first round pass rushers and then fire your defense coordinator. Yeah, because your whole that whole defensive line was Jonathan Allen was a first round pick. Deron Payne was a first round pick. Yeah. What the fuck? What are you doing? I think there's some sentiments towards Ron Rivera because he's just an all around good guy and there's the cancer thing and then there was how they played for oh, him. God. The year of the cancer thing. I think they went to the playoffs that year. They won with high if I remember correctly, I think there's just a lot of sentiments towards Ron Rivera. It's it's clearly starts at the top. I think whatever's going on there, that's just my opinion. Um, Angie, they're scapegoating Ron Rivera, uh, uh, Jack Del Rio because the offense has done things this year, and even before those two guys got traded. They were winning some games, and those guys weren't performing. And then even afterward, when Sweat and Young got traded, they had won a game. I remember that Bears game where their corners just got completely exposed, no matter who it was. Their first-round corner was not prepared to play this year. Benjamin St. Juice did not look good and or all year. He hasn't looked good. And I just think that they have they have things that well, are solvable. He's just been exposed because he's the weak link. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we missed, Deron Bland. Fifth pick since oh, now. Yeah, uh, that's great. Well, why is why? Well, yeah, that, that, no, that's great. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was great that he broke the record. Do you know that he is now tied with the New England Patriots' entire receiving core for touchdown this year? Patriots wide receivers five touchdowns. Deron Bland, a defensive player with five touchdowns. So. Yeah, he's having a good year, dude. Great year. Fantastic year for him. Tyler must have him on his team. but Pick six machine. But Tyler's ass is grass because Rashawn Gary came for it yesterday. So I know somebody else's ass is grass, too. Anyways. Tony Pollard. The Tony Pollard uh, Christian McCaffrey stack. Coming at yeah, you hard with a nice 45. Anyways. Um, I would have vetoed that. What? Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert for Christian McCaffrey swap. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Uh, in another divisional game, the San Francisco 49ers headed up to Seattle to play the Seahawks in the late night game on Thanksgiving. San Francisco comes out on top in this one in a pretty dominating fashion, 31 to 13. Um, I, I thought that this, that's the Seahawks team 
that we I've been expecting to see now. This I, I said this on uh, Friday or I don't even know what fucking day it is, Wednesday, that I think now is where we're gonna really see this Seahawks team skid because they play Frisco, Dallas, Frisco, Philly. I think they lose all those games. I think this was the beginning of that because they looked bad. I I also think they're going to lose all those games, but as bad as they looked, they looked more serviceable than I thought they would with the with no the Kenneth bad Walker as well. Yeah, with no Kenneth Walker and a banged up Geno Smith. It was 24-17, right? Or was it 20 No, it was It was 24-17 yeah, in the third quarter. No. No. No, it was 24-17, but then the the Niners Niners. Closest it got was 24 to 13. And Frisco scored to start off. The oh, ball. so it's twenty four thirteen. All right, Yeah, yeah. They came out hot out of the second or the in the second half, but the story for me is still more San yeah, Francisco's coming work back with to two. earth. That really helped them out big time. Yeah, I think I think the Niners are just coming back to they're they're coming back to prominence right. here, and um, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited for Eagles Niners. That should be a fun one. That should be a fantastic game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey yesterday, 19 rushes, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. He also picked up 5 of 25 through the air. Uh, Geno Smith, 18 for 27, 180 yards and a pick. Zach Charbonnet in the starting role, 14 for 47. Uh, Smith and Jigba led the team in receiving yards, two receptions for 41 yards. Metcalf, 3 for 32, and Lockett, 3 for 30. Um, As far as 49ers receivers go, Debo had himself a little game. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown on 15 yards on the ground, seven for 79 through the air. Ayuk, two for 50, and a touchdown through the air for him. Uh, Brock Purdy, 21 of 30 for 209 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And you know what? This The Niners team, the defense is clicking again. Offense is doing what they need to do. McCaffrey looks fantastic. And in my opinion right now, they're right back where they were before that three-game skid. This better now. To relate this, to relate this to what the Lions are going through right now, if we saw this 49ers team that looked like world beaters at the beginning of the year have a three-game drought, a three-game skid, where they picked up three losses in and came back to this form, this is part of the reason why I'm not panicking right now for the Detroit Lions. Because if San Francisco looks as good after what I mean, they look like dog shit for three weeks. I'm like, not worried. No, they about. didn't, dude. They lost they lost three pretty close games. The defense was lighting up more yards than normal. That's why they fucking lost. But their defense is starting to get back into form. They've had a few guys that were banged up that are back in there now. Now you're seeing a different team. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good to be a Niners fan. It's yeah, just it's yeah. It's, be it's nice a good to have that. To be nice to have some of them guys on that defensive line here. They're gonna have a legit case at that two seed too. I yeah, mean, they 100%. got it, they got it. They still have to play the Eagles. I think yeah. their t- Lions and Niners are tied now at this point. Yeah. Um, if the Niners are as good as I think they are, though, I mean, I'm, they could beat Philly. Yeah. In my opinion, they've they've looked better. The only team in the in the NFC that's looked better than the Niners over the last couple weeks, in my opinion, is the Cowboys. So. We'll see yeah. what they do going forward. They just got to do it in a big game. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Seattle goes, are we ready to? Uh, I mean, obviously, with their record right now, they're still in it. But I just don't see Seattle winning any of these upcoming games they have. I see them dropping four or five in a row here. I motion that we let the playoff machine decide. Yeah, I just. 
Yeah, that's not a you, bad idea. You never know, dude. Every Listen, Seattle, if they're playing at home, they have a clear advantage. Because that's the only thing that kept them in that game yesterday. They were playing at home. Why don't we do why don't we do today's game? Okay. We'll 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 do it on playoff machine. We'll talk about it. We'll do it on playoff machine. Then we'll go through, we'll pick the rest of the slate, and then let's yep. do what we did last Friday. And then if there's time, Michigan, Ohio State, maybe. Hundred percent. So, uh, Bruce, you have a minute to get it up because I think we'll talk about this game and then we'll start the playoff machine. So the Miami Dolphins are heading to MetLife Stadium to play the Jets. Uh, Miami sitting first place in the AFC East, while the Jets are still in third because the Patriots are awful. And uh, Bill Belichick was asked today, speaking of the Patriots, a little sidecar here, uh, who the starter for this weekend was. Um, because obviously everybody's patiently waiting to see who uh, the quarterback's going to be for New England. And he had a response. He, quote-unquote, told everybody to be ready to go. So we still don't have a starter. I, I'm what taking it the other mean? way. I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think it is too. I think he, he's that's just a cop out. I mean, that's, that could be interpreted as always oh, telling everyone to be ready to go because they all need to be ready. And that's he's just afraid to tell Mac Jones no right now. I think it's the other way around. I think that's an indicator to the media that I don't want to deal Let's with be honest, bullshit. Mac Jones is their best chance of winning. Probably. Period. Even Period. though he sucks, probably. You think he's better than Bailey Zappi? No. You need to stop, dude. Bailey's better than Bailey Zappi. Come on, dude. I mean, I just think they're all bad. He's just they're making bad. bad decisions. They're all fucking bad. They're, he's making they're all bad. bad fucking decisions. It's a good year to draft a quarterback. That's all I know. Yep. Anyway, so Jets, Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are a nine and a half point favorite going into this game. The over under is 40 and a half. What do we what do we see happening in this game? Obviously, the Jets desperately need a win here today. The Dolphins have been doing some winning with their defense as of late. And I think this is a good trial run for McDaniels to get their offense back on track. But I think for that reason, low scoring. And for the Jets' defense reasoning, reasoning low scoring. So I'm going to take the under in that one. Uh, I actually do like Miami to control the entire tempo to the game. And I, and I like them to cover that big number. I actually do. And I'm going with the Dolphins and the Dolphins to cover. Uncle Sam. Well, I don't know. I lost all three fucking games yesterday. Um <laughs> I I, I I couldn't believe they didn't cover. It was fucking beyond me. But anyway, who uh, I'm gonna huh? Who didn't cover? Washington. Well, I did sit here and tell you Washington, that Washington, win by and Seattle touchdowns. Actually, I took Seattle to cover. Also, yeah, they didn't cover. Yeah, so awesome. I'm gonna take Miami in the under. I'm gonna take Miami in the under. I, I just don't think that uh, the chance that Tim Boyle is going to light up the fucking yeah. Miami defense. It's I'm the sorry. same as your Bailey Zappi argument. There's a reason that even though even though Zach Wilson's really bad, there's a reason why he was playing, and it's because he's the best option. And it's the same with with Bailey Zappi and the pay. It's, yeah. it's I, I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not no, in on I, Tim Boyle. You know what? It, making bad decisions is one thing, and that's what Zach Wilson does. Is he makes bad fucking decisions. Athletically, he can throw the football. He can run the football. He he just fucking makes bad decisions. Running the risk of looking like Uncle Sam here. Okay? Running the risk. Okay? This, to me, and I'm very high on Miami, but this, to me, feels like one of those Mike White, Bailey Zappy games where Tim Boyle 
is going to come out today and look like he should know how to play football and then immediately revert back to it next week. For some reason, we've seen this time and time so again. So you're trying to say you're going to take the Jets this week? Is that what you're saying I am right going now? to take Miami to win. Okay. And I'm going to take the Jets to cover. That's a pussy bet. And That's a horrible take. Well, I guess there's a first for everything after, you know, you've watched your uncle who you look up to do it 15 fucking times. I'm going to take Miami <laughs> to win. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, and I'm going to take the under. The Jets' defense needs a bounce back. I think Tim Boyle's going to come out. Are they, are they in New York? They're in New York. Okay. See, well, I got to think it now. Are I got to fucking think it now. Yeah, they're in Jersey. <laughs> Jets to cover, Miami to win, and the under. And I know that's the most unlike me thing ever. But I just, every once in a while, you get one of these fucking dumpster fire poop fucking quarter. Look at Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito last weekend. My God. World beater. I'm still fucking in shock. That's true. I think Gabagool. Gabagool. The difference is on Tim Boyle, the body of work exists, and he Correct. was just one of those guys That's that was never good. That's the difference between him and Danny DeVito. All I know is with all of us taking the under, that over's for sure. For hit. sure, yeah. Over's a lot. Tim Boyle's going to throw for three touchdowns, 350 <laughs> yards. Two will beat him out, 450 and four, yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. But, yeah, I, I know. I, I Just like you there. But. That's the Black Friday game. The Black Friday. It'll be on here pretty soon. Yeah, 3 o'clock start. All right, so, what else we got? Uh, we're getting into the Sunday slate now. Did you playoff machine We it? have the playoff machine. We have the playoff machine. Dol Dolphins us. Yeah, so we're going to take the Dolphins, yep. And you put in the wins for the uh, – the wins are already in for this yep. weekend. So uh, we are going to start off with a – Divisional game. game. The New Orleans Saints are heading to Atlanta to play the Falcons – New Orleans goes into this one as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under in this game, 41-and-a-half points. Shit. And Heineke is back. Or, I'm sorry, and, uh, and Ritter uh, Desmond Ritter is back. is back. Ritter has been named the starter uh, for New Orleans. It looks like uh, Derek Carr is going to play. He is? He it's is playing? like it. Interesting. Michael okay. Thomas is on IR. Michael Thomas hit IR. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Uh, yes, Carr came off the injury report this morning and cleared concussion protocol. So, Derek Carr's back. Desmond Ritter is back. We have a Bijan versus Kamara face-off. Zolo, what do you think is going to happen? I it's, it's I don't have it in me to pick the Falcons to do anything. I haven't the entire year. Give me the Falcon, or excuse me, give me the Saints, the Saints to win, the Saints to cover, and give me the under. Uh, Uncle Sam? Uh, I'm going to take the Saints to win, Saints to cover, and I'm taking the over. I think there might be some points scored in this game. I am going to take Atlanta to win this game. I am going to take the over in this game. I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense. I think Atlanta, honest to God, I think we're getting close to a situation where Arthur Smith might be coaching for his job because the shit that he has been doing lately, I can't imagine that this this type of uh, indecisiveness, uh, the, the Bijan situation, like all those things have to be adding up to a pretty upset ownership. The fans there don't know what's going on. I think Atlanta's got to have a big game here. And, and these this division especially, they are still very much in it. They need to pick up a win here. They'll be tied for first if they win this game. So give me Atlanta to win. Give me the Atlanta uh, – excuse me. Give me the over in this game. That 41, 
I could see both these teams generating a few points if Desmond Ritter doesn't have to throw the ball. <laughs> but they both took New Orleans. So on the playoff machine, we're going to go New Orleans winning this game. Next up, we have yet another divisional game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to Cincinnati to play Jake Browning and the Bengals. Pittsburgh, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, whopping over under 35-and-a-half. Uncle Sam. I know. Is T. Higgins playing? No. He's out? T. Higgins is out. You know what? Um, what is it? T. Higgins. No, what's the over-under? T. Higgins is qu- still question. Is he out? Out? I heard, he, I heard he's not going to play. He's probably not going to fucking play. Uh, the... Pittsburgh's a two and a half point favorite over under 35 and a half. Bruce. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under and I'm going to take, I'm going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win this game. I, you're not wrong. I, that's not a surprise. I could, I could see the Bengals winning the game. I I just think it's going to be the Joe Mixon slash Jamar Chase show. And I I don't think that Pittsburgh's going to have an answer for that. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover. I'm going to bite on that under because I still think Kenny Pickett sucks. Can totally see. Jake Browning's going to win some games. He's a serviceable quarterback. He's got great pass catchers. He's going to win some games. I just don't think it's going to occur against the Steelers' defense. I don't think that's the defense that's going get to it, get it done. And I'm looking for Pittsburgh to be a little bit more serviceable at quarterback. You made the decision. You did it for a reason. Let's see what Kenny Pickett does with Matt Canada not – scaling him back i'm i'm looking for big downfield plays to pickens and deontay johnson i don't know how many we're gonna see but i think pittsburgh wins this game and i think they win it pretty soundly against jake browning but i could see what you I, you're not wrong i think cincinnati could totally it's, it won't shock me if I, I just went. think these divisional games are so hard to divisional game to, when you think you got to figure it out those teams that are usually like coming in on undermanned seem to play very hard. Um, the, the problem I have with that is, okay, Cincinnati without T. Higgins, Cincinnati without Joe Burrow, Cincinnati uh, without some pretty big pieces on defense. Hubbard is still questionable going into this one. Cam Taylor Britt, uh, B.J. Hill. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this game. Um after what they did last week, uh, the the fucking the Cleveland debacle where they only put up ten points, um, they fired Canada this week. Sometimes after teams go through this, you see a little bit of a resurgence. We saw it with the Bills last week. I think that they put up just enough points to beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. I don't think that Jake Browning. We don't. We haven't. We don't know enough yet. We don't know the rapport he's got with these guys. I don't feel comfortable with Cincinnati right now. And here's the thing. If anybody's going to if anybody is going to give Jake Browning fits, it's T, they're just going to send TJ Watt over and over and over again. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the under in this game. I I think we're going to have another 14-10 game. A 17-14 it's game. It's been the MO of that division unless yep. the Ravens are playing. And 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 Pittsburgh again, it's Pittsburgh's defense will keep them in every game all year. Give me Pittsburgh in the under. So, hold on. Who took who? He took Cincy. You took Pitt, right? We both, yeah, so Pittsburgh. Okay. 
this could be. Honestly, the only reason why this isn't the worst game of the week is because there's one that's worse. The Carolina Panthers are heading to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, over under 36-and-a-half. Uncle Sam, does Will Le- Levis have what it takes to beat Bryce Young? I want to take Tennessee in this. I am. Spicy. I think their their woes offensively have really you know what? grounded them, but I'm going to take them to to beat. What's the? Spread? I I still don't think that Bryce Young is ready. Three and a half. Be ready. Tennessee's. I'm taking the Titans to win and the Titans to cover. Yeah. Especially because it's at home. I don't think Will Levis is that bad, and I love the pieces. I thought last week was a little uncharacteristic against a team that needed a win in Jacksonville. So I think this is a great duel. Will Levis is going to be wanting to lick his chops with the quarterback who went number one overall in the draft that he got spurned in. Uh, I still love Bryce Young. I still think he's going to be good. I, I think he's going to have a good showing, and for that reason, I'm going with the over. But the Titans to win, the Titans to cover, and give me the over. Um, Tennessee has lost their three three their own three in their last three games. Uh, they put up 16 on Pittsburgh's defense. They only mustered six against Tampa, and they only put up 14 against Jacksonville last week in Jacksonville in a divisional game. Uh, so I don't like much about this Tennessee Titans uh, offense right now whatsoever. I think Will Levis is just serviceable enough to get them a couple of wins, and I think he will. But the one, the X factor in this game for me is Derrick Henry has been uh, slow as of late, to say the least. I think he gets to have a really nice big game against Carolina, and I think that Tennessee does win this game. Uh, I'm going to take the under because I just don't see a whole lot of points being manufactured from either of these teams. But give me Tennessee and give me the under. I think Derrick Henry has a big game, and one of my locks of the week is a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown, which I know has not been what it has been in past years, but I think that he has a monster game against this Carolina defense. Next up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Tennessee. Are you not listening? I'm dealing with a lot over here, okay? Well, then you must not be playing with yourself as we know that's not a lot. Next up. The Tennessee, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to the Earth State Dome up in Indianapolis to play the Colts. Indy, two-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half points. Zolo, what do you think? Uh, come back to me. Uncle Sam, what do you think? I'm going to take Tampa to win this game. Oh, God. Yes, you are. I'm going to take Tampa. Tampa Bay. It's not easy to pick this one because these guys are both inconsistent as all hell. Inconsistent. There's games that Tampa can pop off. I don't think the Colts defense has an answer for fucking Mike Evans. Maybe. I'm I'm the other way around. I'm expecting a big game from Rashad White, and for that reason, I'm going to take Tampa to win. So um, I I know it puts me at a little bit of an unfair advantage because I have the injury report in front of me when I'm picking these games. Uh, We have Devin White questionable, Demille Dean questionable. Carlton Davis, questionable. Chris Godwin, questionable. Levante David, questionable. That uh, The majority of those guys will play. Yeah, okay, even if the majority of them play. Tampa, for me, as of late, I, I don't know the last time Tampa actually played a good game. Regardless, of, even if they won, you know, they beat Tennessee 20-6. to six. Outside of that, in their last six games, Tampa Bay is 1-5. Their only win is against Tennessee. The other hand... 
I don't know how much I trust this Indianapolis offense right now. I don't really like Gardner. Um, but the X factor for me in this game is Jonathan Taylor. Indianapolis coming off the bye. They're not banged up. Um, I'm going to take Indy in this game, uh, and I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think both these teams will be able to put up a decent amount of points. If Tampa Bay's defense is banged up, even if they do play as banged up as they are, I think Indy will be able to put up some points. Uh, I'm going to take the over Indianapolis to cover and win. I think we've officially... This... Okay. If you could think of a game that's worse than this on the year, I would love to hear it. The New England Patriots... It's so shitty it's going to be good. I just want to say that. ...are heading to New Jersey to play Danny... Mike didn't pick. Oh. You didn't pick that last one. Did I pick the Bucks? Yeah, he picked... I picked Tampa. Oh, I thought you said come back to me on that one. I did, did, and then I interrupted you afterward. But Tampa's my, my pick there. The New England Patriots and the bottom feeders of the AFC East are going to New Jersey to play the New York Giants... Danny DeVito in the bottom feeders of the NFC East. Uh, New England's a three and a half point favorite in this game, which is kind of surprising to me after the Giants coming off their big win last week on a big performance from Danny DeVito. Over under 34. For, can we take a second here? The over under in this game's higher than the over under in the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game. Who the fuck would have thought that? I um, want him to take New England. That's all. Well, then we'll give it to Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, who do you got? Taking New, in- New England Patriots and over. Do you care? Any explanation? We don't I, know who I, the I just quarterback's think, I just be. think that Bill Belichick will be able to scheme Danny DeVito. You think so? Yes. Belichick's defense's MOs are we're going to take away what you do well, and the Giants do nothing well, so it's not going to be hard to take away what they do well. And I think if if it is Mac Jones, which I think it is, and he's coach, or he's playing quarterback for his job, which he is. This is this is the game. It's a game you need to have. This is it. This is your shit or get off the pot. So for that reason, I'm taking the Patriots as well. Wow. And uh, that over under, I still think they suck. What's the number one more time? Thirty. Thirty. I'm taking the under. It's yeah, the over's not hitting until it does in this one. <laughs> so I'm taking the under. <clears throat> Do it. I'm going to take the New England Patriots minus three and a half to cover and win this game. Uh, Bilicek's old wrinkly sack. If there's one thing he does, it's prey on inexperienced quarterbacks and it's beat up on shitty teams. If the Giants, if, if the Patriots lose this game, then everything else is a write off. That's it. Bill checks of right, everything. They cannot lose this game. I think this game is about pride. It's about honor. It's about country. Give me the Patriots. Give me the under. I I don't think you're going to have Danny DeVito out there tossing touchdowns again this week. I just, I can't imagine Bill Check doesn't have this guy mapped out. I I think it's just going to be, this might be the nine to six game. What if Danny game. DeVito's the next Tom Brady? What if he is? We just don't know it. We He might be. He might be. At most. Well, if that's the case, you would think he's just a system quarterback anyways, so that hopefully he never leaves the Giants. that's only if he plays in a Shanahan offense. Ah, got it. Go ahead. Next up, we have a big. (laughs) Divisional game. 
The Jackson Jill. Jackson Jackson Jill? Jills. <laughs> their cheer. Did you know their cheerleaders are actually called the Jills? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to Houston to play the Texans. Jacksonville currently seven and three in first place in the AFC South. Houston six and four, second in the AFC South. Jacksonville going into this one as a one and a half point favorite. Over under a steep 47 and a half. Zolo, what do you think? This is another tough one. I'm going to give the Bills the benefit of the doubt. I think Jacksonville's been playing a lot better. A lot better. But I'm going to give the Bills the benefit of the doubt. It, again. The Texans? Excuse me. Excuse me, the Texans. Yeah. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt just because it comes down to who needs it more. And I think the Texans need it more. I'm going to take the Texans in the over. I think it's going to be a shootout, and you can't get in a shootout with C.J. Stroud. A, a shoot, I'm with you on a shootout favoring Houston over yeah. Jacksonville just because they've won the track meets. Yeah. And, again, Trevor Lawrence, file under those quarterbacks that you don't want playing when they don't have a lead. Right. Have we seen Trevor Lawrence? Well, he did it in the playoffs last year against a shitty Chargers team, but how many times have we seen Trevor Lawrence do damage with a, with without having the lead, he it doesn't happen. This year, playing from behind, it's not going to happen against this Texans front. That's my that's my take. I think that's the difference. Uh, I'm going to take Houston as well to cover and win this game. Oh, the Jags are for sure winning. I'm going to take uh, the over. Yeah, I I didn't want to do it because jumping off the wagon. So well, we're all Houston to so, win in the over. Uh, yes, not but me. here's the thing: out of every game that's on the, I feel more confident in the Patriots game than I do in this. This game is the one that could go completely either way. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. I agree. Because here's the thing. This game could be a shootout, and then if Stroud throws a pick or two, Jacksonville is good enough to capitalize on that, right? If Jacksonville's defense decides to play, they might be able to stifle Houston for one game. There's too many factors, right? If Trevor Lawrence comes out and plays like dog shit, Houston could run away with it instantly. Like, there's too many variables in this game. I don't know enough about – I'm not confident enough in Jacksonville. And at the same time, Houston, as good as they have been playing, they make just enough mistakes to where they could lose this game. I'm going to take Houston in the over, but I'm not confident about it. They've, in my opinion, the Texans have just beaten a lot of better teams than Jacksonville. I, again, I love how Jacksonville's rebounded a little bit. I, th- I love how they've come home over the last couple weeks, but just the thought of we're at home for first place. We're one game back. Yep. We're hot. You're not. We were supposed to win two games this year. Yeah. Yeah. Gary I'm I'm very excited to do this game. Next up, the Cleveland Browns. Will you bark? I bark when I pick, if I pick the Browns. Are heading to mile high to play the Broncos. Denver going into this one as the favorite at 5-5. Five and five. Cleveland at 7-3. and three. Denver, one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under, a surprising 36. Uncle Sam. Well... And take the Cleveland Browns. That's at Denver. It's at Cleveland Denver. at Denver. Denver a one and a half point favorite. The over under is thirty six. Calculating. I'm gonna take the dog. I'm taking Cleveland. <laughs> I'm gonna take Cleveland uh, to win. 
And I'm taking the under. Any reason why? I, I just think their defense is uh, something that Russ hasn't seen yet. Hold on. I was just thinking about that. The yeah. Chiefs, but he's 1-1 one one against the Chiefs. Huh? The Chiefs defense, but he's 1-1 one one against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that's the only one that's similar to this one. I was just, I was literally just having the right, same right. thought. It, it kind of scares me, but I, I kind of like what they did last week with the running game, and I got a feeling they're going to do that again this week. I guess a lot better defense, mind Ooh. you. I'll yeah. say this much. I think this is going to be – DTR has had some pretty bad shakes in those first two starts. I think the first one was Baltimore, if I remember. Oh, no, they did they sweep Baltimore? No, they were one and one. The first one was Baltimore, and the second one was Pittsburgh. And this is going to make things a lot easier for DTR because I don't think this Broncos defense is anything to write home about. Uh, I don't think it's as, as good as – it's Kansas City's defense no, or, no. or uh, Pittsburgh. This is a tough game to pick, and I'm actually looking forward. Like, if there's one I'm looking forward to watching, it's Great. this one. That being said, I have to ride the hotter hand. And right. the hotter hand in this case is Denver. It's it's the Broncos. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just going to take it because I, I think Schwartz will game plan and be able to subdue Russell Wilson. Can, can totally see the Browns winning? Totally. Totally, totally. I think this is as 50-50 as any game on the slate. Can totally see the Browns winning, but Russell Wilson is a lot different this than— This in the Houston game. This in the Houston game. Yeah. This game's a lot different than—this This offense is a lot different than Kenny Pickett. This is Russ yeah. at one of his hottest at this right. point, and it's in Denver, and I think that's that's a factor. I'm looking for—again, I'm looking for the Browns' offense to show a little more, which I think they will. But if they exceed that, they'll have a shot in this one. But in the meantime, I'm going to give Denver the benefit of the doubt. Oof. Deciding factor. I don't think there's no wrong answer in this game. I'm going to take Denver as well. Uh, Denver's hot, man. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. I'm not on the Russ train. I'm not because it's well documented. These two sit there, were sitting there all last week talking about how great Russ has looked and how good Denver is, and I fucking I'm not on the Russ train. I'm not on the Broncos. Because you won't train. do that because all you did last year was hop on the Russ train. But he, the, after disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. This you want to know why I'm taking Denver? Because I Cleveland's not good enough to be an eight and three football team. They're not. They're not. Their defense is. Yes, but they have to. This off. This Dorian Thompson Robinson thing. The not having a fucking. I mean, my God, it just doesn't make sense. They've got it. They've got it. This team has to start to lose games at some point. They have to. (laughs) The offense is not good enough for them to keep winning games. It's not. It's not. And I don't care what he says. I don't think their defense is as good as Pittsburgh. I don't. Anyways, give me Denver, one and a half. I'm going to take the over in this game. I think Denver musters up enough points to just outscore them. I do. And I get it. Cleveland's defense has looked really, really good. But Russ has looked really, really good, as much as I don't want to admit it. So, and the thing is, we talked about this in the, uh, we talked about this with the yesterday's games. Russ is finding everybody finally. Right, the offense looks complete. Jerry Both Judy, running backs are performing well. Jerry Judy, like everybody's getting the ball, and if they spread the offense out that wide, I think they're going to win this game. Uh-huh. But you still took uh, Cleveland, correct? Or no? Me and Zola both picked Denver. We have Denver. You both. Picked I Denver. took Cleveland, but that doesn't matter for the playoff machine. 
Oh, wow. This is going to be a poop. There's some poop games. Next up, the Rams are heading to Arizona to play the Cardinals in a divisional game. Divisional game. Divisional game. The Rams are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Go ahead. Take it away. Sticking with your man, Kyler. You want me to do it? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, let's all go. As much as I can't stand the Rams lately, and I think they've been garbage, they're somehow in it, and I think getting Kieran Williams back is going to be a big boost for them. So I'm going to take the Rams. Uncle Sam? I want to take slinging Kyler Murray. It's fair. He's little mini Pat Mahomes. That's fair. He's a point guard playing quarterback. So in the league before. I trust uh, I trust Kyler Murray in a track meet very much more than I trust Matthew Stafford in a track meet. And I also just trust whatever. The, the Cardinals have been doing great stuff all year, in my opinion, going back to Josh Dobbs. And um, this is a winnable game on their schedule. And their coach is going to want to win it. I think Shane, or, uh, I excuse me, Jonathan Gannon is going to want to take that one. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona in this game. I think Arizona is going to cover and win it. Um, I think Uncle Sam is on to something with uh, slinging Kyler Murray. Uh, I think he has a lot to prove right now. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I still don't think he's going to put up nearly as many points as Tua Tagovailoa this week, but um, I, I think that he's on to something. And the other thing is, for me, this Rams team just looks deflated right now. Cooper Cup's banged up. They are getting Kieran Williams back, which will be very nice. But it just it hasn't been clicking as of late. Uh, and you have some guys in Arizona who who have a lot. I mean, Marquise Brown, they were talking about trying to get him re-signed here before the season's over. Like, he needs to put on a little bit of a show. Kyler, the chip on Kyler's shoulder must be huge right now after all the shit everybody's talked. They got to win a few games. If they're going to win a few games, they need to beat this Rams team. Give me the Cardinals. Uh, in this over under 44 and a half here, I'm going to take the under. I am. Uh, at the end of the day, Arizona played Houston last week, and Houston only put up 21 points. I'm going to go with the under, but I do have a lock in this game. Even if Cup plays, I'm taking Puka Nakua as an anytime touchdown scorer in this game. He's going to get one. I'm actually shocked you <laughs> traded him. Me? Yeah, I'm shocked. Well, you I got Brees him. Hall for him. Haven't you been trying to get rid of him for like all season? I know, but then I traded been, Uncle Sam in week three. You've been harping on Puka for a long time, and I'm just shocked. I'm, you're, you're very big. You kind of look like him too. I do. I. Have I, <laughs> I told you that? Nobody has told me I look like Puka Nakua. Yet. I'm not off on that one. Do you think I look like Puka Nakua? He probably sure. doesn't know what he looks like. That's your that's your boy. You sold the house for him. Anyways, trash. Give me Rams Puka Nakua. Can you get one with more flow? I mean, no. You're doing me dirty right now. Yeah, that one. That's Sam Randazzo with slightly longer hair. Am I wrong? Please. Hold on. Ready? Oh, it's not there. Damn it. If your hair was longer and a little bit more straight, a little more head and shoulders... You, you uh, come on, come on. Am I off there? He's got a nicer jawline than I do. That's though. about it, though. Yeah, you guys have the same skin wow. tone. There is some gross similarity. I told you, yeah, but he doesn't have. I a told beard. you, I've never known. Well, just he's clean shaven. It's because yeah, he's probably fucking Mormon. He's probably never gotten pussy before either. Not the same smile. That's for damn sure. Oh wow! Next up, we have another 
Divisional game. Divisional game. Divisional game. Kansas City's heading to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Kansas City is a nine-point favorite in this game. Over under 42 and a half. Uncle Sam, do your Raiders have what it takes? The Raiders. The Raiders. Damn, Kansas City, a second straight loss. No, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this and the over. Really? Why? Yep. I I just think it's uh, Patty Mahomes. He's cute. There's no way you could beat Patty Mahomes at home. Well, yes, I agree with you there. And the other thing is, is Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid both don't lose two in a row. Um, I don't think it happens now. I am going to take the Chiefs in this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover that in minus nine as well. I think that they're going to put on a nice little show after losing to Philadelphia last week. And I'm going to take the over in this game. I think that Kansas City's probably going to get close to it by themselves. They need a big showing, and they could do it against the Raiders. Chiefs to win, Chiefs to cover. I also like the over. They they need a big second half too. I think That's the Chiefs need to do a out of the one seed. chief. The Chiefs need a big second half of the, of the game because that's something that they haven't done in a couple weeks. They have not the scored half. in the second half. Yeah, they need a big one this week. Next up, the Buffalo Bills are heading to the city of Brotherly Shove to play the Philadelphia Eagles. This game is a big one for Buffalo. Philadelphia, a three-point favorite in this game, over under 48 and a half. Uncle Sam, let's hear it. We take Philadelphia in the under. Philly in the over. And I think this turns into, again, I've, I liked a little bit. I still got to see more from what I saw out of Buffalo last week, but I think that they have an offense that could push Philly's defense a little bit further at the moment than the Chiefs did, for example. Uh, I just think this turns into a track meet, which will always, always benefit Jalen Hurts. So give me Philly, Philly to cover, Philly to win. Give me the over. I'm going to take Buffalo in the over in this game. Um, I, I Buffalo's offense has got to click. They dismantled the Chiefs. They dismantled the Jets' defense last week. The Jets' defense isn't all too far behind Philadelphia. Okay, and if they plan correctly, even with their banged up defense, they should be able to outscore Jalen Hurts. I'm going to take Buffalo. I'm going to take the over. I think there's a shitload of points in this game. Uh, Stephon Diggs, anytime TD scorer. I'm also going to take DeAndre Swift as an anytime TD scorer in this game. I think that Buffalo has a big day. And this is the thing. I don't know if they have anybody on the team good enough to do it. But you got to shut A.J. Brown off. If you shut A.J. Brown off, this team is beatable. It nearly worked last week. That's the recipe. That's the That's recipe. The recipe is you beat I mean, of course, other guys beat them. I think Devontae yeah. Smith beat the Chiefs That's last fine. week. That's fine. I'll let I'll let him do it. That's the recipe to shut down Eagles O, as if you if you could take A.J. Brown out of the game. And then Swift, secondary to that. But the, but the big question is, does Buffalo have anybody good enough to do it? I don't know that. But I'm going to bank on the fact that they do, and I'm going to take Buffalo on that one. Next up, on Sunday Night Football, live from Los Angeles, the Baltimore Ravens heading to SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. Kind of a surprise here. Baltimore only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-unders, 48. Uncle Sam. Taking the Baltimore Ravens in the over. Zolo. Ravens in the over. 
Ravens in the over. It's my ride or die. It's the Ravens. Ravens in the over. I'm with you on that. Oh, is, that is that the first sweep? All four of us? No, we've oh, with all four, four. of us, yeah. I think all four because he usually um no fucks oh, around. Wait, Miami. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so Kansas City. Uh taking a second here now to look at the playoff machine. Uh so we picked all of our winners. Hold on. We gotta pick our obviously we have Miami. Pittsburgh, Houston, Tampa, New Orleans. Uh, is that New England? Yeah, New England. Tennessee, Arizona, Denver, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Baltimore. And, uh, oh, Monday night. Just a quick, we'll pick Monday night quick, but bust it down on Monday. Uh, Bears-Vikings. Are we all taking the Vikings? Yes. I think the Bears are going to cover. The, at Minnesota? Three, Minnesota's a three-point favorite. At Minnesota? At Minnesota. Yeah, I would take, I'll take Minnesota. Oh, it's not Kirk Cousins on Monday night. It's Josh Dobbs. Even better. Yeah, the Vikings, better. The, the Vikings to win, but that game's going to be closer than people think. Honestly, I think I'd take Chicago. But for that's, all that's fair. purposes, pick Minnesota for the playoff machine. Um. So... With all that being said, after this week, this is how we have it panning out. Baltimore is the one seed. Uh, Kansas City as the two seed. Miami is the three. Houston is the four and winning their division because we gave them the win over Jacksonville. The five seed would then indeed be Jacksonville. Uh, the six seed, Pittsburgh. The seventh seed, Cleveland. So three teams from the AFC North. Uh, two teams from the AFC South, and only Miami and Kansas City making it from the other two AFC divisions, which I think is a surprise for everybody. <laughs> if I would have told you at the beginning of the year there'd be two teams from the AFC South in the playoffs, I think everybody would have been we surprised by that. You, uh, yeah, And the Cleveland. Cleveland. Realistically, Cleveland, I don't think anybody really had Cleveland on their radar as a possible playoff team. But Pittsburgh. I had Pittsburgh. Zola had Pittsburgh. But Houston and Cleveland are the big ones there. Uh, in the NFC, we have Philadelphia uh, at 10-1, and one, sitting atop the NFC. Uh, in second place would be San Francisco at 8-3. and three. Detroit sitting in third at 8-3. and three. New Orleans sitting at fourth at 6-5. and five. Uh, Wild card number one would be Dallas at 8-3. and three. Minnesota at... At, and this is the sixth seed at seven and five, and Seattle still clinging on as the seventh seed at six and five. Um, honestly, if I if if you had to ask me right now, I think that the NFC is there's two question marks for me in the NFC going forward. One, who will the seventh seed be? Because as Seattle continues to lose through their gauntlet of the schedule, I see them falling out of that seventh seed. And is New Orleans just good enough to win that division? Those, to me, are the two question marks. I think there's a question on seeding in the top three, too. Mainly, the, mainly two and three, because I think San Francisco is going to lose to Philly. But there's, yeah, the, I mean, seeding. If you want to include seeding as a question. Outside, a question. so the, the big question mark there, I guess, then would be, um, is San, will San Francisco and Detroit swap spots? Mm -hmm. Right? I, I, 
there's no chance the NFC South winner will be the four seed. Dallas will be the five seed in my mind, right? Philly should be the one. I think they're going to separate themselves to a point where they will be. And then, yes, the only real scenario would be San Francisco and Detroit swapping back and forth. How is it? It's all really still up in the air. They're eight and three, but we have them at eight and three. No, they're both eight. Yeah, well. No. How are they the They're both eight they're both eight and three. Because they beat Seattle, we lost to Seattle. Oh, that's right. Correct. Uh and then in the AFC, Baltimore is the one seed. How confident are we that Baltimore finishes with a better record than Kansas City? And Miami. Confident. Are you? It's pretty much looking like it. Certainly Miami confident on Kansas City. Do we think that Baltimore is the best team in the AFC right now? Yeah, their only kicker is I know they have to go to San Francisco, I think, or vice versa. I know those two play each other soon. Um, okay. Got to see what Miami team's going to sprint out here in the second half here. They're coming off. They they have a bye last week or no? Or was that the week um, before? Hold on. Baltimore schedule going forward real quick. I was trying to bring it up. Uh, at the Chargers this week. Then they're on a bye. At home against the Rams. At Jacksonville. At Frisco. At home against Miami. At home against Pittsburgh. They got a tough road. Those last three games, they could lose two of the last three. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, I think that Baltimore does finish the year as the one seed. Where's our thing? You want it back up? Yeah, I got to fucking see it. I'm talking about it. Okay. Um, Here it is. Do we still think that three teams from the AFC North make the playoffs? Right now, yes. Is there somebody who would be a threat? I guess Buffalo is the biggest threat to Cleveland right now. Buffalo, Denver. <coughs> yeah, Denver too. Buffalo yeah. and Denver. That's so okay. So that adds a whole new aspect to this Cleveland Denver game. That game actually has some meaning to it. I mean, because if Cleveland wins that and moves to eight and three, they're essentially I mean, it's gonna be hard for a what would Denver would then be five and six? Who's Kansas City playing this week again? Uh, hold on. I'm getting there. Hold on. Kansas City plays the Raiders at Vegas. That's not a gimme. Oh, I thought they were at home. Nope, at Vegas. Okay. Are you switching your pick now? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland that Cleveland Denver game does have a little bit more meaning to it than we first thought. Uh, yeah, that's, that's got a lot of meaning to it right now. The only thing that could happen here is that that AFC North beats each other up and gives each other a few losses. Because, like, I, th- I can see that happening, too. Um, and one of them end- ending up getting knocked you know, out. You I, I see that same scenario possibly <laughs> happening with fucking San Francisco, too. You know, these divisional games I ain't gimmies. Divisional did games. they lose to Seattle the first game? Yes, they did. They did. Yeah, but they're done with Seattle now. They're done with Seattle. And I'm not worried about a divisional game between the Rams or the Cardinals. They already split. The Rams Rams split with them. Seattle? The Rams swept Seattle. No, I thought they split with Frisco. Listen, in my opinion right now today. No, Frisco beat them. Listen, Seattle's not hanging on to that seventh seed. In my opinion, I don't think they hang on to that seventh seed. Uh, I could see. Yeah, but who who jumps in front of them? Honest to God, right now the Packers could. I think the Packers are on are on a better trajectory than Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I do. Outside of that, I don't think there's anybody uh, unless 
Tampa or Atlanta find a way to string together two or three wins over the next five games, and they right. edge Seattle out. Or maybe even New Orleans. Well, it depends. If New Orleans, New, I think New Orleans is, if New Orleans beats Atlanta this week, I think they're on their way to separating themselves in the division. Okay. And I don't think Tampa's going to beat Indy. So it all depends on what Philadelphia does at this point. They lose this game today. It doesn't fucking matter. Philadelphia. Well, I mean, they're still in first, but they still out have of a everything going down. To out of everything on here, I, I am most confident in the fact that Philadelphia is going to take the one seed because okay. realistically, if you break down the Philly schedule, yeah, is it a gauntlet? A hundred percent. And did I pick Buffalo tonight? Yes, but even if they lose to Buffalo, uh, what do they get? They might lose if they lose to San Francisco. I, I, I truly think Buffalo's going to slide into that AFC pitch. I do too. I, I think do. they're going to be that spot instead of Cleveland. Especially if they can win that game tonight, they're right in the driver's seat, sliding in there. One hundred percent. I think that I, if right now, if I had to make a switch, I would say Pittsburgh finishes as the seventh seed and Buffalo takes the sixth. What do you think is the biggest matchup this week for that AFC? Jacksonville, Houston. Oh, no, it's. I agree. No, it's it's the the Cleveland and Denver. That, yeah, that's got to be a, that be a close second. Houston game is huge. Well, both of them are on good trajectories right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it'd be nice to lock up the division. You know what I mean? I Did think I think that division is going to come down to the yeah. last week of the season. I think Houston, or I think Jacksonville barely they beat them, and they didn't look good when they beat them, if I remember correctly. Hold on, hold on. There's hold actually on. a chance Houston won, but. I'm trying to find it now again. Um, That, yeah, the Denver-Cleveland game. Because if Cleveland wins that game, then they're tied. Oh no, they're not. If Cleveland wins that game, though, they're at eight and four. It's going to be hard to catch them for any of the playoff teams. To catch who? Baltimore? No, Cleveland. Oh, that would put Cleveland at eight and four or eight and three. Yeah, that'd be a tough. They they'd be very tough to catch at that point. Uh, Jacksonville and Houston. The first time they played. Uh, Houston beat Jacksonville. Just think about it. 37 Bal- 17. If you're Houston, Baltimore, yeah. let's say you clinch this division, you might have to play Cleveland or fucking Pittsburgh in that game. Well, in that game following their bye. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they're fine with it. I'm sure the Ravens are fine with the it. The worst case scenario, I think, for Baltimore would be to lose that one seed and then have to play Cleveland the first week. Yeah. But. Yeah. I agree. I think right now Baltimore is in a place where they're not really worried about too many, too many teams. Cool. Okay. Anyways, do we have anything else to add? Go blue. Go blue. Are you going to give a go blue? It's your state. I think I think Michigan will win this game Saturday. You do. I do. Are I we, think are even we making without a, we make an official even without pick Harbaugh, here? I think they're, uh, you know. I, I think not having Harbaugh will push them over the edge. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's how just my opinion. That makes. I think that they, they're they're a little hungrier to play for it. I think they're going to be very. I don't know if they're going to win because I still think Ohio State, other than at quarterback, is more talented in my I opinion. Agree with that. Um, well, not just running back to tight end. Michigan's more talented at running back tight end. Regardless. I think Ohio State's got a lot of talent. There's a lot of five stars sitting over there, but Michigan's a three and a half point favorite. 
I mean, they were they were a national championship contender before the year. And Ohio State's got their worst quarterback they've had in ten years. Wow, it's Craig Krenzel. Well, I don't know about worse. He just doesn't have any experience. I I would call him worse, in my opinion. He's not he's not as good as Stroud or Fields, or anyone who came before them. Um, the the list is long of, of who's because Stroud played every game the last four years. Yeah, last two years. Two. Um, regardless, the, those guys also – Justin Fields came in and Stroud came in with no experience, and they they did some good work. So, But it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a raucous Michigan crowd. I think I think that the players are going to be hungry. They had a different head coach, too. Um, yeah. Came in. Oh, yeah, they did have a different head coach, for sure. Yeah, and Urban a better, Meyer. A better head coach. Well, yeah, you, 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 had, you had arguably one of the most scumbaggest coaches in college football teaching you. The one, the one factor that not a lot of people are talking about, especially as all this new news comes out and how this investigation is is getting firmly linked to Ryan Day's brothers, is both these coaches came out this week and they wouldn't admit that they respect the other. Ryan Day, he shouldn't be coaching for his job, but he probably feels like he is coaching for his job this week. Well, he's lost to Michigan two years straight. Yeah, but his program is still in good standing. He's lost to Michigan two years. Straight. I get it, I get it, but his program is still in good standing. But that's why he did what he did. That's why his brothers launched investigations because his entire stake to the throne is tied to beating Michigan. He hasn't done that. Not only has he lost to Michigan two years straight, but Michigan ducked him three years ago in the COVID year. So Ohio State hasn't beaten Michigan this decade. And I think that the Ryan Day factor, like that guy really needs this game. Do I think he's going to get it? I don't know. This decade. They haven't haven't beaten him since 2019. That's the last time Ohio State beat Michigan. 2020, 2021, 2022. They didn't play in 2020, and they haven't beaten him. They won 16 in a row. I know, but this decade, oh, not in a decade, in the 2020s, in the 2020s. Oh, okay. I, I, in the 2020s. I, I thought you meant in 10 years, and I was... Yeah. Okay. They didn't win 16 right. in a row, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they did. They won thir- They won 2004 to 2000 and... Yeah, they won like 16 straight. It was two, It was yeah. 2004 to 2010, yeah. so they won six there, and then they won 2012 to... 2019 and 2020. So they they had two separate six-day longest win. Michigan only beat them. It was Brady Hoke. They beat him with Luke Fickle, the interim coach. Jim Trestle had just gotten fired. That that's, was Michigan's Yeah, I remember when they fired Trestle. Um, I, it's going to be—I I think it's going to be a different Michigan-Ohio State game. It's also, by the way, the, uh, a very underrated storyline that no one is talking about this weekend is the next two weeks of college football or the end of college football as we know it, including this game. Going forward, there's a chance that Michigan and Ohio State will play two weeks in a row because of the way the Big Ten set up going forward. Um, the conferences were getting the dissolution of, or the, the 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 dissolving of the Pac-12 and uh, the power is shifting, and we have the 12-team playoff next year. So hypothetically, both of these teams would get in next year. This is the this is like one of the last big college football games as we it's arguably the big like you can make the case it's the biggest game of the year it is, it, it is the biggest, it's game, the of biggest the game of the year it is the biggest game of the year and that's why michigan ohio state's one of the best rivalries in sports that's why it's one of the biggest games in sports it's delivered for the last decade in my opinion and um it's it's going to be the biggest game of the year and it's it's one of the it's the end of college football as we know it is this weekend it's shifting towards more of that pro model with the tv rights and and it's just shifting, and and this is a big one, and yeah. for both of these teams, both yeah, of these the programs. Yeah, the end of college football happened when the NIL come into this whole debacle. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Go blue. That's what I'm adding. We've been on the air for an hour.
Two. All right. Or two hours, excuse me, two hours. Cool. Two hours. Real quick before we leave, T. Higgins is out. Cam Taylor Britt is out. Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch for today. That's interesting. How about Derek Barnett? Derek Barnett, uh, the Eagles cut him today. Roo-roo, <laughs> Raggy. They cut him? They cut him. Okay. He's I know go he's th- had a lot of injury issues. He he's got to go through waivers. And, he's got to go uh, through waivers. And much to Uncle Sam's uh, glory, uh, there's a video circulating of Aaron Rodgers walking in, no crutches, uh, doesn't look like there's anything on his leg, just trotting in, backpack on, earphones in, uh, ready it. for the game. He'll be today. slinging that ball around the field, too. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Ring the bell. Remember to subscribe so you get notified when we go live. Join us in the chat Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear from us on Monday. Enjoy a weekend full of football.